Put those hands together all across the building tonight. Let the devil know that you encouraged. Let him know that you encouraged. Let him know. Hallelujah. I don't know about you tonight, but somebody may be crying, but I come to let you know that God can make it all right. to see but God is gonna work it out if you just believe remember this one thing while you're going through if God delivered Daniel guess what he'll do the same for you, 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 Oh, Lord. He 
Good morning, good morning. How you wake up, yawning? Hold on, let me stop it. Stop it. Stop. No, ain't going to that yet. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I had to stretch while I was saying that. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Listen, y'all know I gotta say it till I feel it. Cause I ain't even got up out the bed yet, Pastor Charles. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. I was up climbing last night and they didn't got me all sleepy this morning. Y'all pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Lord have mercy. But good morning, everybody. And welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet. Well, we wake up every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, today is March 1st. And whether you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, someone working off, someone working out or maybe you called off work today we just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way you know what that means the right people right conversation right laughter all that good right stuff to make your day go the right way listen i just believe by faith y'all better start your month off the right way and that means waking up giving god some praise giving god some glory make sure you pay your rent on time hallelujah just being honest listen but we're gonna have an amazing day because it's tuesday y'all know i'm in the blessing mood i always feel like i should bless somebody on tuesday so it's 20 dollars tuesdays i'm blessing somebody on today i'm gonna bless somebody on today because i can't walk inside my month of miracles not blessing somebody let me go ahead and put it like that this is my month of miracles oftentimes y'all know we deem march march madness well just gonna be my month of miracles i don't know about y'all and what y'all got going on in y'all life and i'm gonna get to it later on in the show but for me and my house march should be a month of miracles so i'm expecting and believing that by faith but y'all know how we start the show we always open up with the word of prayer we always open up with prayer I want to thank everybody for coming in on today. Everybody for being here. Thank you guys for being here. I know I'm a little late this morning because, like I said, I ain't wake up till probably about eight o'clock, eight fifteen. Like, yeah, I, it was. I was good in sleep. I was good in drooling. But God woke me up on time. He woke me up actually. He the, he the only one that can be late and still always on time. So hey. Give God praise for waking me up a little bit late, but still on time. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go ahead and open up with prayer. I'm going to ask Pastor Charles if he's available to go ahead and give us our opening prayer. And then we're going to cut into a quick song break. And then we're coming right back with more great show. Pastor Charles, it's on you. Yes, sir. Good morning, Lord. We just thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness, for your loving kindness. 
Lord, thank you that, Lord, we're here, Lord, in the next, in this new month, Lord, of March 2022. Thank you for giving us, Lord, um, another chance, Lord, to do what is what you're asking us to do. We thank you for this. Thank you, Lord, for just allowing us, Lord, to know our name, to know, Lord, that we are here and existing in this moment because of you, Lord. It's all because of you. Thank you that you're giving us, Lord, this moment and this day. But Lord, speak today. Let your glory and your power, Lord, manifest. Thank you, God, that you will, Lord, even guide our conversation today, that, Lord, it will be something that will be harmonious and it will affect, affect great good, Lord, for your kingdom and for your people. We just declare in the name of Jesus every lie of the enemy and everything, Lord, that the enemy represents. We declare it stopped now by the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we speak, Lord, open heavens over this time and over us, Lord, today. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for it, doing it. Oh, God, forgive us of anything, Lord, we've done or said, Lord, that this please you. Touch our minds and our hearts, Lord, that we'll be in sync with heaven, that we'll have, Lord, your um, presence and, Lord, your authority, Lord, in these moments. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Amen. 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 Listen, I just want to give God glory and honor for not allowing that 899 to come out my cash up last night. I was literally up thanking God. I was in a whole tone, Pastor Charles. I tell him, I like paying my own bills when I want to pay them. I'm going to be taking money out of my account. So we give God glory, praise, and honor that my eight ninety nine didn't come out that account when they, when they just tried to snatch it. Listen, I don't like the enemy just snatching stuff away from me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We don't do that over here holding this. <laughs> Listen, let me go ahead and cut to a song, and then we're coming right back with the scripture of the day. All right? All right. Good morning. Come on, wake up. Get the crust out your eyes. It's the first of the month. Put them together, come on. Let's do it. When I say
Fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. I don't know where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, or maybe you called off work today. We just want to we just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way. You know what that means, guys, with the right conversation, right people, right inspiration, all that good, right stuff to make sure your day goes the right way. We just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, it has the ability. Uh, forgot to step into it, navigate it the right way, produce the right thing for you. And guess what? Your day go better. Not saying you ain't going to have no hiccups throughout the day. Not saying you ain't going to have no, no, you know what I'm saying, no stumbles and stuff like that. But guess what? You have a better chance of saying, guess what? I'm marching for because I done started my day with God. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but I am tired. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm tired as always. Like I told you, I was up clowning last night. 
Yeah, we had a late night room, and it was really, really fun. It was really amazing because, interesting enough, and I'm going to get to it in a second because I got to do my check-in, but interesting enough, I was booked last night um, for Instagram and didn't even realize I forgot I was even booked, man, because y'all know I ain't been trying to go outside my house for real, so I got booked for Instagram, and they had a nice little event. And in the midst of my event, I ended up coming home, and I was just up for the rest of the night, just up. So I've been hanging, I was hanging out all up, and then when we finally ended, I stayed up a little longer. I probably didn't go to sleep this morning until about 4 o'clock this morning. And then I said, okay, well, God, still use me and then wake me up, Lord. Just wake me up when you wake when you want to wake me up. So he woke me up at 8.30. So, yeah, I'm just really trying to get my body, you know, in the, in the, in the groove of things this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, no, real talk, real talk. Let's cut to the scripture of the day. Yeah, I know I do not believe in starting my rooms without prayer and without a word. From the Lord, Hallelujah! We gotta get a word from the Lord, and the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day comes from Psalms uh, seventy-three. Psalm seventy-three. So I have the twenty-fifth verse, and I'm just gonna read these two. It says, "Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength of my heart, my portion." forever listen i just want to let y'all know god is my strength god is the strength of my life mm. god is my strength and my refuge and my portion and anytime you feel like you don't have enough listen you can always pull on god i know it's hard i know it's frustrating i know it's aggravating i know it's irritating but guess what you can always pull on god this is that season where I don't know about y'all, but I'm pulling on God heavy. We're three months in, and I don't know how, but March kind of got here fast. I don't know if just February just felt like it just, I don't know. It felt like it was like 25 days in February, not 28. It just felt like a 25 type of day, uh, 25 type of month. But we got to March pretty quick. And even with us being in the third month, I'm like, God, Am I still aligning myself with you? God, am I still hearing you? God, am I still in the vein to know what you have in store for me this year? Because y'all know, in December, we'd be excited about a new year. We'd be excited about what the year's going to bring to us. But then come February, come March, we always get blurred vision. We always forget what the promise was. And we always, you know, go love. But this is that season where I'm saying, God, I need to stay committed. I need to stay in you. I need to stay strengthening you. Even when it comes to uh, doing this podcast and stuff like this radio show, I'm like, God, I'm pulling on you for my strength. I need you right now because even though I desire all these great things, guess what? I cannot do it without God. My flesh may fail. My heart may fail. My spirit may even go down a little bit. But guess what? When you continue to call on the name of the Lord, guess what? God always steps in, shows up, and show out. But listen, I'm going to go ahead and take it to another song, and then we're going to come right back to start checking. Y'all know Google and I already went off telling me it's 8.30, time to get up and, and go fix you some breakfast, man. I ain't trying to go downstairs. I'm not trying to go in that office. I'm not trying to do nothing. But low-key lay in my bed. I don't even know what the temperature is right now. But guess what? That don't even matter because guess what? This bed feels amazing. This bed feels warm. <laughs> like, have you ever just been stuck to your bed, like glued to your bed? Like, you just did not want to get up? That's how I'm feeling this morning. I just don't want to get up. But listen, we're going to cut to a quick song, and then we're coming right, right back. And if y'all ain't, if y'all can't tell, I don't know why, but I'm feeling my John P. Key thing this morning. But I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to this uh, to this Hezekiah Walker. No, I'm going to throw it over to this Bishop Larry Trotter, and then we're going to come right back. All right? All right, let's go. We used to just play follow the leader. 
the leader said, lift your hands, you just lift your hands. And the leader said, clap, clap. The leader said, sway, you sway. But you get to a point beyond the veil or your worship is for real. Candace is going to come and Bishop Gordon is going to jump in here a little bit. We're going to leave here tonight worshiping the Lord. How many know if he never does anything else, he's already done enough. He's worthy of all the worship because of who he is. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. 
Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. I stand tonight to tell you my worship is real. My worship is for you. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. Oh, Good morning, good morning, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. Well, we wake up every weekday morning with the fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Hey, shout out to my girl, Julie, down there. I don't know how I started this room today, but normally my moderators who normally on stage, y'all went on stage today, and I just got to invite y'all up. So if y'all minded on stage, try to help me bring people up when they raise their hand or when they pop in the room. Thank you so much, because I don't know what this thing be doing. This clubhouse app is different. It be changing on me. 
you. It be changing on me. But good morning, everybody. I pray that you are starting your day off the right way, your month off the right way. I pray you're just, you woke up excited. I hope you woke up happy and filled with the Holy Ghost. Today is the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Come on, don't play. Y'all ain't been saved all y'all life. Y'all know that song by Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up. Listen, one of the first things I'm doing this month is checking my bank statements, checking my bank statements to see how much money I made last month. Glory, hallelujah. We talked about money last month. We talked about black love last month. We talked about black history last month. And you best to believe I'm checking my bank account today to make sure that my, my account had increased in the last, what, 28 days. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. But no, for real, for real, for real, for real. The time now is 8.56. The time now is 8.56. Y'all know it's time to start checking in. It's start time. It's time to start checking in. Y'all know we check in with our three daily questions. It's how you start your morning? What's for breakfast? And what's the weather, y'all? And I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all. I already told y'all. I was up all late last night in that room clowning. So I'm a little tired. I'm starting my morning off in the bed. In the bed. I ain't got up and went into the office yet. Y'all know normally I just get up. Brush my teeth and all that other stuff. I ain't go, listen, I ain't going to put myself out there like that. But I ain't going to that office this morning yet. I ain't going over there yet. I'll probably go over there whenever I get out um, while on the show because I just don't be feeling like getting up out the bed. And thank God he gave me the grace to do a radio show from the bed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But no, uh, and other than that, um, like I said, I had an amazing day yesterday. But Charlton, I tell you, it was a Monday for real, for real. I didn't do nothing. I got on here. We did the show. After the show, guess what? I said, uh-uh, I'm going to go back to sleep. I went and hopped back in the bed. When I hopped back in the bed, Pastor Charles, I was knocked out to about 4 o'clock. My event was at 5. So I get up rushing and all the other stuff. And I need y'all to pray for me real hard. Why? Because I'm not the type of person who show up on time places either. Like, y'all got to work on me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm good at showing up. Because when I show up, I show up. When I show up, I show up. But I, like I told y'all yesterday, y'all got to really pray to make sure I'm showing up for one. Y'all got to pray and make sure I'm going to show up. And then two, you better pray and make sure I show up on time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But most of the time, you know, when you're doing production and they tell you to be there, you just be there sitting around. So I end up getting there yesterday around about 5.15 and still end up sitting around for a whole 45 minutes because the event didn't start till like 6 o'clock. So, but it was still fun. It was real fun. That was literally my first time I'm um, actually working for the Instagram account, like ever actually working with Instagram as a as a brand ambassador and promo model. They had a amazing event, an amazing event yesterday entitled uh, Love at First Slide. That's what it's called, love at first slide. And y'all know how people be sliding in your DMs and stuff like that, where they ended Black History Month. Um, Black History Month, Love Month, all the other stuff. Celebrating Black love, celebrating those type of people who found a relationship through social media. Like, they were celebrating all those type of people who, you know, found love through Instagram. Y'all know people be sliding the idea. Like, you know, we were talking about that last night. Well, for certain people, they actually do find real relationships through Instagram, through social media. And I think it's interesting that Instagram and another, some other companies do it as well. I know Facebook did it one time. Um, I'm not sure about any of the other ones, but it's interesting to see um, social media apps and certain companies 
create events to engage with their consumers, to engage with, you know, the people that they work with. Uh, the event was kind of exclusive. It was only for certain people, I guess, in the Atlanta area. Y'all know how Instagram, you be scrolling, and then you see the little picture with the little blue line under, and they be like, want to learn more, or shop here. Yeah, so apparently Instagram was offering, you know, certain people, I guess, in the Atlanta region, um, access to come to their event. A couple of influencers were there, all that other good stuff. It was really amazing. It was really, really amazing. Make sure you go follow me on any on IG and Facebook so you can catch up with all the events that I do. Because I'm telling you, I really do some amazing events. Um, but yeah, in addition to that, man, like I said, I got home last night and was still up, was still wired because they had some amazing food. They were giving away free food and free non-alcoholic drinks. Hear me again, free non-alcoholic drinks. They were amazing. When I tell you, I had some, what was it, oxtail pasta? My God, that oxtail pasta was good. That's what I ended up eating last night, man. I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning eating chicken and oxtail pasta. Y'all got to pray for me. Y'all really got to pray for me because that oxtail pasta was a bomb. I never had nobody put oxtail in a pasta. Normally, you know, you eat the oxtail. They just braise the oxtail, you know, cook them, braise them, whatever. And then you put them over a little bed of rice or something like that. No, they had made these oxtails like... I don't know. They cut them up. They cooked them, cut them up, and then put them in the little pasta stuff with a little sauce and a little gravy. Yes, God. Oh, Jesus. It was so good. But, yeah, so that's probably going to be my breakfast this morning, too, because I got something left over downstairs. Glory to God. And as far as, you know, the weather, I told you, I ain't trying to get up. It's really dark. I ain't trying to get up. I love my little bed. I love my little space. I ain't trying to go see what the weather feel like. Hold on. I can ask Google. Google. Hey, Google, what's the weather? Currently in East Point, it's 46 degrees and mostly sunny. Okay. Today, it'll be sunny with a forecasted high of 68 and a low of 44. Okay, okay. I might go outside today. That's a big might. Well, nine times out of ten, I got to go outside anyway because I got to go to the Lisa office. And I got to go to the Lisa office. It's the first. It's the first. Got to go on down there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But no, that's how I'm starting my morning for real, for real. Like, I'm full still for me i don't know how but because i ate late so like so late last night and i was just up eating i'm full this morning so i don't even feel like i want breakfast this morning but like i said i'm probably gonna go downstairs in a second (laughs) you're not sick (laughs) man i was up smashing food last night i don't know what was wrong with me man stomach should be turning right now Man, I'm talking about what? Them chicken wings weren't doing it, so I had to put something extra on my stomach. But I don't think it digested all the way yet. So catch me in about an hour or two. Catch me in about an hour or two. <laughs> but no, that's how I'm starting my morning. That is the weather. Uh, that's my breakfast, basically. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it for me. PTR, see where you guys are on the stage, see you guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order. Listen, if you're in the audience and you want to come up to the speaking platform, if you're in the listening lounge, that's why I said I was going to call it. If you're in the listening lounge and you want to come up to the audience and engage with us, feel free to raise your hand. We'll definitely bring you up, welcome you up. Um, if not, hit us in the back channel. Let us know. Well, not the back channel. Hit us in the chat. Let us know that you're in here. Let us know that you're having a good morning. Tell us how you start your morning, whatever the case may be. I I know y'all at work, take your kids to school and all that other good stuff. But hey, hit us in the chat and let us know that you're here and you're having fun this morning. Me and I might, I'm starting with you. Miss Visionary, how you doing this morning? I'm mad at y'all because y'all kept me up last night. I'm tired. 
okay? <laughs> I ain't gonna fall asleep on y'all. I fell asleep on y'all, which I would Number did eight. not want to do. But anyway, bless the Lord. Good morning, saints, aunts, and friends. Uh, yeah, it's 30-something degrees here in this bipolar state. Um, and I say bipolar state because of the weather. Um, I don't know what I'm going to eat for breakfast. I am hungry. I need to go where Pastor Charles went yesterday, but I don't feel like spending no money. So I'm going <laughs> to go back home and uh, see what I find in my kitchen and then go to my office and work on these orders that I have to get out this week. And then we'll find something to eat. Bless God. But I'm doing great other than being extremely tired because I played around in that room with y'all. <laughs> Bless God. <laughs> That's how I am too. My body's so tired. <laughs> I barely got sleep. I'm talking about I ain't going to sleep till four. We had closed the room and I was still up watching TV. I'm talking about just still up. I had to go back and watch Madea again. Because I'm telling you, Madea had me hollering. I don't know about y'all, but shameless plug. Y'all got to go see that Madea movie on Netflix. Shameless plug. Y'all got to go. I don't know who that little, I don't know who that little white lady was, but she was funny. She was funny. I'm talking about, I ain't going to spoil it all, but I'm just telling you, when Madea dropped her, like when she picked her up and dropped, I'm talking about, I was hollering. I'm hollering. Lord, I was hollering. Yeah, shameless plug. Y'all got to go watch that, though. Y'all gotta go watch that. <laughs> About the Charles. Good morning, sir. How you doing this morning? I am well. I am doing okay. I am trying to get myself together this morning because it's voting day here in Texas and I need to do my part. So I am trying to get myself up and ready and out because I have a meeting or two today, a meeting today for sure, have our Bible study tonight, and uh, just trying to um, get myself in a place that I can be effective and fruitful today, amen, that is something about, we need to say amen to being effective and, a fruit, and fruitful, amen, that's a good thing, amen. Um, well, uh, today here in Central Texas, it is 45 degrees currently. Um, today's high is supposed to be 73 degrees. Help me, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. So that is what's supposed to be happening today. Um, very thankful, though, to God for his mercy and his grace. And I had to get off the phone early uh, yesterday at certain points because I had to go and I had to do some work. Um, a couple people had some counseling that I needed to do to help them with, and that was about it. Anyway, it's a great day, and thankful to God for his goodness. I just woke up. God is so faithful, and we are here and excited to be in this moment. God bless. I will chime in when I can. Amen. Amen. Shout out to that. Pastor Charles said, this is voting day. I forgot they be voting on Tuesdays. I forgot we vote on Tuesday. This is voting day. Pastor Charles, what do you, do you know um what are y'all voting for? Is it that just local councilmen and stuff like that? I know governor actually. Governor and uh other people that'll be in those um Senate, I guess the Senate seats and stuff like that. And so uh, governor today. Yeah. Uh, so our you know, the thing that they're playing on uh right now is, you know, 
uh, President Biden doesn't want you uh, you to have your wall, but we do. And governor, this governor that we currently have is supposed to be the one that's going to do it for us. Now, how's he going to do it? It's going to be tax money. It's going to be all those kinds of things. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, in terms of securing the borders, I think as a this is just not a political thing to me. I mean, if we're supposed to do it, then let's do it. I mean, and at the end of the day, if you're going to come over to America, come over to America properly. That's why you split these things up, you know. Um, but, you know, here we go. You know, well, Pastor, you don't need to. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. All I'm saying is, is that, you know, I know I was born here, but if I made a decision to go and be a part of another country, I would have to go over there in a certain way. They're going to take me through whatever they need to take me through, and that's what I'm, I would have to do. But that's what happens when you praise the Lord. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Everybody praise. praise the Lord. Pastor John, I thought Matthew McConaughey was running for your governor. No, well, he's not running. Um, I guess he must be a write-in if you can do that on electronic stuff. I'm sure you can. But he's not on the ticket um, right now. It's Beto. Um, he's one. And then, of course, the current governor is there, too. And my only thing is, is, Lord, just lead us and guide us to who we need to go to. But we our state is set up, too. I'm not sure about others, but our state is set up. You have to declare who you are or what uh, party you're with before. They, and then you get to vote on that ticket only. You don't get to just do like a smorgasbord of whoever's there and that kind of thing. You don't get to vote like that here. You have to go and declare who you are basically with. And so... Um, for me, I have to go ahead and look at the issues and look at the things that's needed um, and just be led of the Lord. Amen. So you're not going to know whether I'm Democrat or Republican, but I can tell you this. I don't like the current uh, governor. Praise the Lord. Oops, I said that out loud. Yeah, don't, don't, that's recorded. Amen. Well, I, you know, praise the Lord. Hey, stand it. by your opinion. Hey, it is. Stand to the toes down. Right. Say it again before you take it back. <laughs> right. Well, I don't. Because Pastor Charles, so, truth be told, I was gonna say, truth be told, though, expressing your opinion like that is really good because you know a lot of times my generation don't even really believe. Well, I wouldn't say we don't believe in voting, but a lot of them don't even see the value in it. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they don't know. You know what I'm saying? That you have the ability to vote on the people who making these laws not only for your state but for your city that's going to directly impact you. So I mean, I think that's yeah. a good thing that you at least stay aware. Well, yeah, but here's the funny thing about it. For me, from my from my perspective, is I want someone in office that is going to love the people, that is going to actually look out for the people, not just for a couple of interests here and there. Right. Um, when we had our major blackout or the ice storm we had last year, and we had you know things was happening, we had one of our people. Um, he went on vacation. His wife convinced him to go on vacation. Uh, in Mexico or somewhere, um, while this was going on in our state. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, if you had it pre-planned and everything, which it necessarily wasn't pre-planned, they just decided, well, we we're not going to stay here in this. Let's go. Let's go to Mexico, and we'll be all right. And wait till all of this blows over. That is not what an elected official, I believe, should do. If in the middle of a crisis, you ain't on vacation. If you are on vacation, you get off of it and come and help to be with your constituents. Amen. That's what you do. You don't just, you know. You don't just, you know, I'm well, I'm on vacation and or I'm going on vacation and, and to get y'all. No, that's not what you do. So 
my problem is, is that there are people who are in office that do things like that. But then they say, you know, we're against abortion. We're against all these other things. When at the end of the day, a lot of those things you don't really have control over. And if you stop abortion, then they go, people going to find other ways to do it, like coat hangers. And other things. That's I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. Not they gonna break the code. Yeah, but we, but what I'm saying is that you know what I'm saying is that you know we train, and I, my job as a pastor is to be able to try to teach what the Bible says concerning these things or whatever, and then we go from there. But then, not only this, don't be one that says I'm against abortion. You have the person to have the baby, but you don't want to help take care of the baby. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We we're okay. We're we're pro birth. Some of us are pro birth. We're not pro life for real. Life means take care of from until they get to eighteen. So, okay, I was gonna say what's pro birth? I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, you know they, they they want you to just have the baby, and then after that, okay, get off. You know, go on your way. And but my problem is again, I'm too mouthy on that. So, hey man, I have opinions too. Praise the Lord, but I'm not about to make them over the pulpit. Hallelujah, good to to the good Lord. Amen. I love you, Charles. I love you for that, man. I definitely understand. I think a lot of times with this voting thing, uh, and it kind of go back to I think that last episode that we seen in Bel Air when even Carlton and Will was having that conversation. I think it's the and I've told people this too oftentimes, especially when I look at voting. I think oftentimes we're given the gun and a knife and told to pick, <laughs> which is uh, normally the biggest problem that a lot of people have. Like, come on now, you're not gonna give me a gun and a knife in this situation, then t- tell me to pick on how I die. Like, come on now. Right. Now, see, here's the last part, and I'm going to say, and this is how they get us. Everybody wants to vote for the president of the United States. Everybody wants to vote for that. But we don't realize it. See, like right now, the president of the United States is not running. He's still in office. It's the governors. It's the people that are going to uh, to these, um, you know, in the House of Representatives and all these, the Senate and all that stuff. It's the people that we send from our states that represent us when we go to these places. So right. here it is. This is off year. This is not the same year as the president. This is a whole different time. But what we do is we skip these these times here and and let whoever whoever gets in get in. And then when it's time for the person that's in charge to do what he needs to do, we got eggheads that are holding things up because yeah, they are yeah. more party driven than they are driven for the people to really help the constituents of their area and that is the problem so anyway so that's where that's what happens so if you have a if you're voting this week figure out who it is quickly and go and vote today because the person that you probably not thinking about that that person is looking like he's under the radar is the one that's going to give whoever is in charge the most problems when it comes to dealing with helping the people that they that they serve and that is the problem praise the lord amen <laughs> that's good pastor charles that's real good Listen, I'm going to throw it over to Q so we can keep moving. But that's real good, Pastor Charles. That was literally a mouthful. And it was said so well because oftentimes I agree with you. I, I, I really can't disagree with you on that point. But I'm going to throw it over to Keith. Keith, big bro, how you doing this morning, sir? What's for breakfast? What's the weather? How you start your morning? Do-do-do-do-do. Okay, I'm going to assume that's Lord, I'm going to sleep. Over there I'm sorry. That you know right, Keith getting the check. He ain't playing, so you might have to come back because he getting that check so he can pit my cash out. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I'm with you then. If that's the case, hey, let us know when you're off that call because I already know what it is. I'm off. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I'm going to say, keep already knowing you're going to get that money. <laughs> go ahead, man. No, uh, good morning, everybody. So um, the spirit of call out is all on my life, and I'm trying to shake it off. But I really want to call out. When I tell you it's heavy on me this morning, it is heavy. <laughs> I out. I'm telling you, I contemplated coming up them steps after drop my daughter from school. I really said, I'm going to call out the whole way up the steps. I was saying, I'm calling out. I am calling out. I got through the door all the way down the hallway. I said, I'm calling out. Right up until I said, thank you for calling Absolute Total Care. I'm like, let me just log on in. So I am trying to shake this off of me. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know when I'm going to wake up. But right now, I am not awake. I'm just <laughs> not awake. And I am not okay. I am really not okay. I want to sleep. And I'm upset about it, but nevertheless, God is still. You sound like you're gonna cry. I'm so upset. I do not want to be here. I don't want to talk to these people. Ain't no need for me to say and lie to you. I do not want to talk to nobody about the insurance. I want to pull that cover up over my head and just go to sleep. That's all I want to do. But nevertheless, the Lord is worthy. I thank Him for waking up this morning and starting me on my way. So. As for breakfast, I don't know what I'm going to eat, but there are leftovers in the refrigerator. Thank you, Lord, because my oldest child came by last night and asked me, when are you having surgery? And I told him and he said, OK, so before you say yes, um, can I get some fried chicken, macaroni and um, <laughs> rice? So um, I cooked last night. So I'm probably going to go in there and have some leftovers. Pray God. And um yeah, that's going to that's gonna be my morning. Um, the call-out spirit is still heavy on me, so sometime in between now and lunchtime, if the Lord does not intervene, oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm just going to use some PTO and go back to sleep. But um, <laughs> pray for me that I stay in the race, because right now the only thing that's motivating me is the fact that I want a full check and not half of a check. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. <laughs> Keep them so weak, man. Listen, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Listen, that's why I'm glad I hopped on here because we're going to help you get through it. We're going to help you get through it because I felt the same way. I was like, man, I don't want to get up. I just can't. I can't. But good thing we work from home. That's the blessing. Good thing we work from home. I'm talking about I ain't have to go take no shower. I barely brush my teeth. But, you know, um, I thank God because guess what? I ain't have to go nowhere. Hallelujah. You get to work from home at the desk. Go, hey, we're going we to thug it out until at least 12 o'clock in Jesus' name. <laughs> Julie, good morning. Good morning. I know you at work too. Go ahead. How you start your morning off? What's the breakfast? What's the weather? Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm in Orlando. Look a little rain. But in the 60s. Um, this morning I had beef snack and rice and cherry jubilee coffee. Um, other than that, I slept late watching reruns and, and movies. I wake up early this morning, five o'clock to come to work. That's it. Incredible. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you so much. Listen, you up early for me, five o'clock. Lord, have mercy. I would have had to been in the bed at least at 10. I would have had to been in the bed at least at 10. I don't yeah, know. I don't get up at 1, 4.30. 
See, right. I was going to say, I be needing all of my sleep. I be needing all of it. I'm talking about what? Oh, yeah. If I get up at 5 o'clock, I got to be asleep by 10 o'clock. That's why I eat a heavy breakfast or some good snapper. And by the time you're done eating it, just put you out. Mm-mm. She fell asleep on us last night, too. Don't let her fool you. No, <laughs> me? Me? I was was hanging out with us for a minute and then fell asleep. For sure, did. Let's y'all be putting everybody to sleep in that room. <laughs> That's what. Uh, was, Julie, you said you drank. I'm you, said, you said what, Keith? There was a room last night. I missed that. Oh, yeah. They did a y'all all right room last night, and then I ended up mm. going in there cutting up. But it I was still listening after the, uh, listen, I, I, I ended up watching that movie after the lady was talking about her church her. And Monty B was on point with her, so I said, you know what, I need to watch my movie. <laughs> Monty was getting them together last night for no reason. I know, like, she, she got it together with her. I said, this woman ain't making no sense. So I said, what I do? <laughs> you was getting them people together last night? <laughs> The lady won't make no sense, Lord help. She was on my nerves and like. She's getting me on my last nerve because you know what? I went and go watch French Bell. I went to go watch it again. That's how she's getting on my last nerve for the church. Girl, you put it on point for her. Yeah, I, I, there was some stuff I wanted to say. Me too, but that's why I, I, that's why I went and go watch. I think she like, I think she's them. You know them nosy ones with be rockets in the church. She like a small church. Let her stick to a small church. She likes the church. She likes the big church, not the small church. Yeah, yeah, the big church. Because at the big church, you can get away with talking to people crazy. You can't challenge a lot of these little ministries because they're going to get on that head. (laughs) And I, like I said last night, I just, I couldn't say anything because she was already saying some stuff in the chat talking about um, there were some things that triggered her based off of what I said. I'm like, I'm glad you're triggered because you need to deal with that trauma that you're trying to take from ministry to ministry. Oh, that's that's not, nothing to do with ministry. these churches. It has everything to do with you. That's why you're comfortable at these larger churches no, because you can hide. Oh, come on here, that's Jesus. good. Listen, she was church. Y'all to realize that she's dealing with some demonic spirits. That's, that's why it wasn't conducive for us to have that conversation with her in that room. Because as much as y'all were asking her them questions, the more that demon started to get angry. I said, this ain't even gonna work. So I ain't no need to have this conversation. And that was the thing from, y'all know me. I, I asked questions for a certain reason. I wasn't exactly. asking questions to get a response out of her. That that thing in her, was t- it was plaguing her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me just get up off this of me because her feelings going to be hurt. Angry. Oh, was- and whoever oh. asked her that question about her church, and she said, yes. And he said, well, what church is it? And she was like, she you want to say the name? I was like, here we go. I said, see, I, see, see, see. It's coming out. Get off of out. it. Get off of it. Because she, I said, I'm not doing war tonight. We're not doing that. I don't have the energy. Yep. Like, and, and my thing is, she she likes what she's dealing with. So I'm like, I'm not finna. Do it. And attention said. is a terrible, a terrible addiction to have. Look, what Marty said. Everybody always talk about church hurt. They don't be complaining about work hurt. Oh, and she <laughs> was mad about that too. <laughs> well, Marty, was, and I was talking gonna, about her directly, but <laughs> I was gonna push back so bad, but I was too busy laughing. I was like, they do complain about work hurt. That's why they go try to be entrepreneurs. 
I went to go watch uh, the rerun of the Bel Air when I see she was talking. That didn't make no sense, me seeing you. Yeah, I just I just had to get back on me because I said somebody feelings gonna be hurt tonight. And we talked about feelings, and y'all know how I feel. Ain't nobody caring about your feelings. Somebody trying to help you get free, but you don't want to get free. Just say that. <laughs> just say you don't want to find Just say you love God. to entertain your demons. It's cool. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> wait, my we gosh. In, wait, what is going on early this morning? We're entertaining demons. We talked about your no. room last night. Oh, yeah, you no. shouldn't have went to sleep. Oh dude. man, How listen. You sleep Why are you <laughs> went to sleep? It got worse? And that's me. As the first wait, person in the house. Wait a minute. Wait no. a minute. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait I, a minute. I told him to turn you over because you was wait. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. I wish I could have unmuted you so we could hear you snoring and drooling on your pillow. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. What happened? We had a demon in the room. That's what happens when you leave oh, your own you room. Let's talk about it. Wait, hold on, wait, what happened? We're not gonna take over Prophet show with wait this. We'll talk about it later, Steph. No, Go no. ahead, Prophet. We're not gonna y'all take gotta, over your show with y'all this. Gotta, y'all gotta call me and wake okay. me up when this stuff happens. Okay, Jesus. we will. Go ahead, Prophet. We just took over right. the, the thing. No, Sorry. No, Go ahead. Y'all good. y'all good because when I tell y'all that room was so fun. Like I tell y'all, that's why we that's have to fall asleep. Like night rules. We was trolling. We was trolling, but we was also having fun and having great discussion. But it was like the little the the the, the people that came in trying to troll. It's, it it be them little stories that they give that they just don't be seeing. It's something wrong with this. Not understand that a lot of people be trying to you know find out more but at the same time when you find out more and people trying to help you expose you get to more just go ahead and take that just go ahead and take that l just take it it's okay it's okay it's okay money said listen it's okay we understand that you got feelings but i'm gonna help you get healed today and honestly that was the funniest stuff in the world stuff i'm telling you your room's a whole she wasn't trying to get him she wasn't trying to get him he was exactly that's the thing her feelings are hurt too bad to get healed. I'm just like this. Man, I just had, it's, it's ooh. I've been to every small church I've had a, a bad experience. <laughs> what? What? Interesting. I don't, I don't really want to know like what was Can I tell you? with the leader though. That's just, that's, that's really what it is. And she, I know she was talking about it earlier, but I just really want to know what type of encounter she really had with a leader that just make her say, okay, well, hey, I ain't going to I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened. They they checked her and she didn't like it. That's what happened. Exactly. That's crazy. And she said they were talking about her. Yeah, you missed a lot last night. <laughs> I missed it too. I'm gonna tell you what. This, like I said, though, you can go from church to church, but if you fix the fix that God is fixing to fix you, He and when you go to the next place, He'll fix another fix. I'm gonna leave it alone. Hmm. Well, it looked like she ain't gonna never get fixed. <laughs> no shade. No shade. But oh, some people just don't want to be fixed. You said, "Hey, ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah." That's a good discussion to have because, you know, a lot of people, you know, they don't know when you start going from these churches to churches and every time you get to a church, that church got a problem. You get to another church, that church got a problem. After a while, you got to understand the problem is you, not the church. But wait, can we, can we, wait, let's, let's not forget about (laughs) Monty triggered her when she said, man, what is church hurt? Really church hurt though? Yo, she got triggered. 
No, I, I just, I really wanted to know. I said, why is there always church hurt, but there's never work hurt? Y'all still put up with the same stupid people on y'all's job. Y'all same dumb boss. But y'all don't, but you have an issue when it comes to church. And then nine times out of 10, you ain't tithing there anyway. So it ain't like you losing money. (laughs) Stop playing. I wish people would stop that, that extra stuff. Like stop trying to be deep and spiritual. Like you're not deep and spiritual. You're, you're just not an accountable person and you want to have somebody to blame. Just say that and stop getting mad at your pastor when he corrects you. Like you're wrong. You need to be corrected. I think that's my what God. That's what I and the fact night. that and we gracefully did it last night because I wanted to be like, but look, you need to sit down somewhere, take accountability. See, but I was just like, mm, mine didn't already um didn't already did it. Well, I, y'all, it. I like like I said last night, my favorite word is offended because everybody seems to always be that, and I don't care about nobody's offense. If you say you want somebody to hold you accountable, and then somebody holds you accountable, and then you get offended that's a personal problem that you don't have deliver. nothing to do with everybody else you need deliver and you need that point. a therapist <laughs> to also tell you you're wrong as well because i guess people good. receive it better from somebody that they got to pay a whole bunch of money to so <laughs> they're gonna wow. get their money hey, hey prophet you should have charged her for a prophetic consultation <laughs> <laughs> i'm good <laughs> i'm good low-key money that is a fact though People will open their ears and start listening a little bit better when their money is involved. Yeah, because they get that therapist getting paid for their time, <laughs> sitting up there wasting oh, wasting their time paying for something your pastor already told you for free. Because, like I said, you ain't tithing no way. Oh, that's a fact. Or contributing to the ministry in a healthy way. The truth is, they're not looking for counseling; they're looking for validation. Absolutely, uh, validation and acceptance. And they're going to hell. <laughs> so people out here validate demons is what y'all saying? Um, yes, yeah. and going to hell with them. So, so, uh, That's right. No, on the serious tip, it was another demon. That it was somebody else after her. Like? No, same no. person. Man, oh, okay. I was yes. after that. Yes, it was Linda. yes, Stefan, and you were talking to him. Oh, yeah, the witch. You know what? <laughs> oh, the witch. I was there from. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about women. I, I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about after the sleep. Yes, yes. After you went to sleep, there was another one. Ooh. Listen, man said, I'm not dealing with these witches tonight. It's three o'clock. I'm not dealing with them. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with them. Hey, bro, listen. I did a room last night called God and Laughter. And it was it was, oh. it was going really good. And then, you know. Stephon, you need to pray more before you do these rooms. Stephon, <laughs> you're inviting them spirits in them rooms now. You got to stop that. Stephon need to be held accountable for leaving his room. Because yeah. I'm sick. All of <laughs> you just happen when you go to sleep. And then be modern us. I'm sick of this. You know, that's the thing. Fix my life. Always open it up people's life and never fix it. He open them up and then he go to sleep comfortably. I don't. Because this is the thing. I this, listen. This is the. This no, is no, no, the. No, 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 that's an excuse. No, it's no. not an excuse. No, no. What it is is the pastor. The pastor ain't got to always handle everything. That's why he have associate ministers. Okay. I'm weak. I'm weak. Associate pastors. Don't leave. Whoa, 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 No, no, no. When I went to sleep, y'all was not in chaos. When I went to sleep. In the in that room, in the room, I was the pastor of the room. I was the pastor of the room. 
And if you're going to have staff, you need to let your staff know who they are. <laughs> Please do. Please do. He just going to mob people up and go to sleep. Boy, don't you hate it? Don't you hate it when the, the head minister or the head pastor, they start starting some stuff and then they call the associate minister be like, can y'all handle this? What hey, are we clean this up real quick. Right. I, I, hey, but I mean, but no, so on a serious tip though, right? So my brother was like, hey, you know, when I start pastoring, he said, yo, I'm not about to do everything. He said, yo, if that's why I have associate and assistant pastors. And he's like, yo, no. He said, that's the problem with a lot of churches. That's he said, easier said than and like I said, You can say that all you want the to. The staff needs you to know who they are. You can say it you blue in the picture. But when them people, you they know, don't want to hear the, um, uh, the associate. They want to hear the pastor. Well, so you you have to train your so, people how I get to that. understand what a boundary is. No, I and understand. you have to train your folks how to trust the voices of the people that you put in place. And until you get to that point, you're going to have them people coming to the pastor. See, but you got to grow. Be a big, I want to be a big so, of arms. That's all I So because you said that right, and this is a very serious <laughs> question, does that come under a pride issue of the people then? Say that one more time. So does that kind of fall under a pride issue then? I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a pride issue. I would just say that it's it's a trust, probably more so of a trust issue because they trust the pastor because that's the shepherd of their soul, right? That's the, the mouthpiece that is guiding and, and leading them and, and, and directing their lives, right? Uh, not the associate minister, right? You understand what I'm saying? So I, don't, I don't really know what your lifestyle is, but I can trust you if my pastor trusts you but I have to learn to trust you. You understand what I'm saying? No, I got you. I'm just, I'm just advancing the conversation. You already know I know. I'm good. Well, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, the yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know you're here's, yeah. here's another perspective, though. Now, since, since COVID has happened and everything, um, and some of these people that you trusted now, I'll say that from my perspective, people Come that on. I've trusted and put in place have left or have found new ways to be able to become more independent, and they're gone. So... A lot of times it's sad to say this, but most of us pastors are like, I can trust myself more than I can trust um, other um, people outside of me. Um, and so, you know, so now it's a whole nother deal. Now you have to actually now re reinitiate trust, reinitiate things. And some of these folks are kind of like saying, well, pastor, I'll help you. I can help you. Let, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. And it's like, see, last year this time, I couldn't find you. Last year this time, when I really, really needed your support in this area, you know, now everything, everybody's taking their masks off and everybody's being, you know, everybody wants to rush into this thing. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not rushing into this. I need to see, I need to watch you for a minute. And I need to know by the spirit, whether or not you're going to be able to be here for the long haul. Everybody wants what they want. You know, we didn't have children's church. Well, they haven't hardly having any children's church because we want about bringing their children out. Now, all of a sudden, here we are. And the sad part about it is, is that people's expectations are just the way they are. You know, it's almost like it's customer service driven. If you don't have the the things that I need in this ministry right now, like the big church does, then I'm going to take myself and my tithe and everything else and go somewhere else. It sounds like I'm talking like I'm, I've been somewhere, doesn't it? It sounds like I've heard this before, doesn't it? But that's the kind of things that as a pastor, sometimes you're having to deal with. I had to deal with that yesterday. Two folks, you know, different issues, but at the end of the day, sadly, you know, we're now trying to be rushed back into 
um, into church in terms of church the way it was before. And it's like, y'all don't remember uh, last year, do you? You don't remember the year before that. Do you? you don't remember any of that? When right. I was left holding yeah. the bag. I was holding the bag. I was left holding the bag. And you were comfortably at home. Yep. I had COVID. I had COVID and coughing through part of my sermon. But you didn't realize that, did you? No, because, hey, you know, this is the job. And now we're trying to be rushed back into stuff. We ain't got the money, the capital. Y'all ain't tithing. Y'all ain't. And that's why that, there's a man up there now that's, that's uh, going, going viral. He was having his business meeting and said he's going to take off a month. And he's talking about this stuff. He says, y'all don't love God. <laughs> y'all don't love God. Y'all, he'll take the time and, and look at it. But what I'm saying is that those are real, real places. And I think, you know, if you are a pastor and you're one who's who's actually in that in that seat, um, it you, you may come with that dynamic or that dynamic, excuse me, or not. Uh, but there, that is a real thing. And then you know, we pastors have feelings too. We're trying to get this to make this thing work. So anyway, and then we got folks like whoever that lady was. She sound like one of them typical ones. Yes, okay, uh, okay, come back next week, or uh, that's okay. Don't come back. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. See ya. Find yourself a church. Find yourself a church. So find, go over there and mess up somebody else's church. Don't come, don't come over here with that. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna peg you in the in the beginning. I'm gonna tell you right now. You don't want to listen. But because I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm leaving. I'm done. The ones that email you or they want to have a meeting with you to tell you who they are and stuff like that and how to handle them are the ones that give you the most problems mm-hmm. and they do that. I'm going to get off the phone. I'm, I'm done. I'm See, and Pastor Charles, that's why um, there was an offense last night when I asked, well, did you ask God if that's where you're supposed to be as far as your church? Because I feel like a lot of people I was like, a lot of people they pick churches because oh my friend goes there or they have a nice music department this that and the third but i'm like did you pray about where you're supposed to be she said and oh my thing that question was answered without an answer but she know. said oh my thing stuff said no you don't need to think you need to know <laughs> i i believe god <laughs> said, no no ain't no i believe did he or did he not right you Steph know said, no you need to know no, that's the problem now. Y'all believe. Like, uh-uh. Oh, that's why I was, if it's a no, just say that. It's okay. Fine. Just say, I, and if you wasn't no. clear, just say that. We're still, we're still going to talk about you. It's all right. No, not that. <laughs> if you was there because your friend went there, okay, then that may not be where you need to be planted. That's right. what I said. We need to and we're talk about you even worse. Yeah. It's all I right. Think some people no, don't know. I think some people don't know when they're actually born in the church versus when they like the church. She might just like her church and think that she's growing and not want to leave because she like it. Versus, you know what I'm saying, her saying, okay, well, I need to go somewhere where I'm actually growing and get delivered and help. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, that's why I asked the questions that I asked last night and provided the amp- the information that I provided last night. And I mean, like I said, I don't do offended people. So. Even with this. I was going to to your church. No, you wasn't going to stress Pastor Charles out. Right. <laughs> no. But no, but, but, but. Go ahead, go ahead. No, Pastor Charles, watch this, right? I even asked her this question. I said, hey, so when you look for a church, what are you looking for? Never got an answer. That was when I knew. I was like, you unstable, little baby. You you unstable. You unstable. Because I think... She's very dramatic. Very dramatic. She's too dramatic for me. 
Pastor Josh, I thought you were going to be able to help her out, give us some deliverance. I was going to send her to you. She said she was in Texas. The Lord delivers, okay? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll point you into the direction, but uh, listen, I might pray for you. But other than that, that's, it's God's power, not mine. <laughs> she couldn't even give the pastor name. She couldn't even give the church name. Yeah, she definitely wanted to give the church name. <laughs> she was good about that, period. Yeah, she couldn't I'm do good it. on that one. I'm good. But you, do you know the average church? Oh, the average church is about a hundred, maybe. You know, I mean, the real average church is a hundred. Everybody thinks that everybody, you know, like here in Texas, we think that all because you see all these real uh, thousand member churches all over. Like if you go to Dallas, South Dallas, there's a lot of big, big, big churches there. But the lion's share churches are probably between twenty and a hundred people. That's the average in terms of America. So. Um, you know, it's one of those kind of things that, you know what, you're going to, you're going to learn people. There's a community here. You're going to learn people and you're going to figure people out and it is what it is. But if you don't want your business, you don't want nobody in your business, yeah, sit in the back and sit in the corner. But that is until that one moment that you need something from God and all of a sudden here you are. And my thing is, is I'm going I'm to love you. I'm going to help you do everything that I can do. But at the end of the day, it's the Lord that's, that delivers and I'm going to point you towards him. Now, in the process of that, if you don't want to, if you don't want to get what God is saying, you don't want to get his um, his insight, then you know what, maybe you need to go somewhere else to get it. And you know what? It may take you two or three times. But when you finally get it, hey man, our society is better. God bless you, you know. But uh, you know, I, but I believe that God has a has a remnant of people that's for you in your church and your ministry, and it's gonna bless you, and gonna help you in your process. I'm gonna mute my mic on that. Hey, Pastor Charles, that current average right now is 70. 70 members nationwide um, is what the average church size is with 10 to 25 percent actually tithing. I'm going to drop that nugget off real quick. I mean, if y'all want to be honest, it'd be those churches that really, really do be having the big tithing stuff. But you're... Wow, not 70, though. Yeah, I 70. I was just saying, then what? COVID, what? Splitting in half based off of that. But uh, look, can I tell y'all this week? So this week we broke the seventy mark. This week to a hundred and five. Just oh, this wow. week. So that's a. Uh, I mean, I, I, but here's the thing: folks are coming back now. They they get ready to, to take the masks off. They they feel it's summer's coming and all that stuff is coming. Everything's kind of starting to kind of get back the way it was. So. So here we go, y'all. Those y'all, you are pastors. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. Get ready to take the tape off your pews now, and figure it out. Pastor, do you think we really coming full fledged? We're back opening by the summertime for real, for real. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's gonna happen. It's start. It start. It's already started. What do you say, Christian? So it's gonna happen before the end. Probably by Easter. Also, oh, by Easter, everybody gonna be full blown back in church. States are already releasing the mass mandate. Oh yeah, I'll say this: I don't know that churches are gonna go back to where we were pre-pandemic simply because one, you got to continue the generational the generation this this millennium generation and younger. You know, they don't view church the same way as it's been looked at historically and. Being that they are on the front end of technology, I suspect we're going to see a whole lot of folk um, that stay in a virtual space and it's going to require our ministries to continue 
to do the work we've done or start the work if you haven't about how to connect with folks in a virtual environment because you're going to mess around. You hold your breath and wait for everybody to come back. Your church is going to stay half empty. That's true. That's true. You won't, you won't believe it, though, but we just paid somebody for SEO um, optimization, um, which stands for search engine optimization. Um, you know, if you don't have your website and things like that uh, properly optimized in terms of, you know, like if people are searching for a particular keyword or something like that, and that keyword will bring your church up or bring your know, information that- up. Um, that is going to be a, an issue. So we just got that done. And I will say, since we've had it done for maybe about, this is be our third month. And um, that has changed the landscape for us because uh, a lot of the people that have been coming to visit, um, you know, how'd you find out? Oh, from the website. Really? You know, I thought we were on Yelp, but we weren't on Yelp properly. And so they've straightened that out. Did you know, I mean, sad to say, but uh, people were pulling up something and and we were in competition with a girl, well, a girly, uh, uh, um, one of them uh, strip clubs or something like that. We were in competition with a strip club in our in our area, and I had no clue. And the name is not even connected to Kingdom Life, but for whatever reason, it pulled up this strip club instead of pulling us up. So we had to kind of make some changes to our yeah. So we had yeah. So we had to make our changes, and when we made the change, all of a sudden now we're getting another influx of people that's coming that are visiting the church. And oh, they're watching online first, and then they're coming in. And, and just this past week, I asked them. I said, "So, so you've been watching us online? Yeah, we've been watching for the past month." I said, "Okay, cool. So, what about? I mean, just it's way better in person." I said, "Here we go." So, thank you, Lord. You know, but you know, this this whatever this is 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 working for us. Um, we're also paying for certain kind of uh, uh, have somebody that's doing my helping me with 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 postings and stuff like that. Um, I ain't no shame. I'm um, thank God for Elder Stefan. He's he's blessing us and helping us out. But you know we, we're doing what we got to do to make sure that we do it properly. You know, I mean, and do it in a way where we're out there and changing the algorithm a little bit. But anyway, um, it's not just that, but it's the Lord. At the end of the day, it is the Lord that draws draws the people. We try to act like it's because of us, and uh, you know, I'm so I'm so uh, psychologically uh, astute and all that kind of stuff. And no, no, it's the Lord. It's the Lord that draws the people, and it's up to us to do what God told, told us, tells us to do. So, amen. I'll meet my mic. I have a question before you um, go on mute, Pastor Charles. So what you're saying is, because this could definitely help somebody, you're saying that when you went, when people went to Yep and they put in Kingdom Life, a strip club was coming up? Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Pretty ladies. <laughs> Pretty ladies. <laughs> yes. Yes, because they're looking for something. Whatever this keyword was, I yes, can't remember the exact keyword. But that keyword was come was would bring pretty ladies up above us, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Well people are honestly, they're looking for church. They're looking to get back into the church. Um, and so what people have been doing is visiting churches that are actually open because they miss the experience. And so where I do believe that we have to continue with our virtual responsibilities, I do believe that we're going to definitely move back into the sanctuary, uh, may not a hundred percent, 
we may get to 65 to 75 percent but that's what is really happening people are seeking the lord but more importantly they're seeking that intimate experience of fellowshipping with their brothers and sisters um in christ and so i do believe that we are definitely going to be coming back in <clears throat> I, I can speak for north carolina um because that's where i'm at i'm not sure about any other region but in this region the saints is coming into the house um we've been experiencing an influx of the saints coming back to church on a consistent basis now here it is this is where the rubber meets the world they not coming the weekday but they coming on sunday all right i'll close my mic right there and honestly i think that you're gonna get in this new generation this time now you're gonna get more mileage out of your bible studies probably being virtual and your services still being a hybrid on sunday because there's so much going on during the week and not that people don't like church no more it's just that their kids got different activities people work from home it's just a whole lot of things and i think the pandemic has forced us not to be so rigid because you know back in the days to be come to church you know we'd be in church you know monday night wednesday night friday night and sunday you know and you'd be like man look I, it's only so many times i can hit john uh, 316 and go to wyppw and fried chicken and, and sunshine band and all the other stuff that i grew up on so i think that there is more balance now uh some people think that we're even more carnal now and there may be something to be said about that but I think that finally we have the opportunity to not necessarily make church convenient, but make it strategic to people's lives that will then draw people in that would normally take a second look at church. Because quite frankly, since now we're in a 24-7 news cycle, not only just with the regular you know news channels that we grew up on, Pastor Charles, but you got YouTube and now everybody's got a phone, everybody's got a microphone. You know, so as soon as you do something, you you seen doing X, Y, and Z, if it's questionable, somebody talk about you. And then folks say, well, see, that's why I don't go to church. So that's another element that I think that we're dealing with, too, as well, as it relates to why people are saying, you know, I don't know about this church thing anymore. And it's not one of those things now that even certain parents, especially Gen Xers, my generation, we're not even requiring our kids to go to church anymore like it was required of us. But I digress. Well, we was drunk to church. You ain't had no choice if you going or not. You coming to church. Mm, you going to church and not. You, you so. be a whole crib, but your mama make you go to church on Sunday. <laughs> we not a whole crib, Dr. Patty. <laughs> tell you something, I was a grown man serving in the Marine Corps, and every time I touch back down in the state of Maryland, one thing I do know, I don't care if I didn't stay at the house on Saturday, Sunday morning, well, I was going to be in church. I need my mama come looking for me, and I was a whole grown man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he said he wanna come looking for you a week after Mama said, wipe wipe that club stamp off your hand. You going to church today. All right. You ain't never lied. I'm talking about what? take the little rich fan off. What you mean? Listen, I ain't gonna cap though. Now I think that's so funny, especially when I go to churches. Uh have you ever went to a church for real for real? I seen somebody who still had their little club wristband on. You just ministered to her very nicely and very politely because you just knew that they was out somewhere last night. <laughs> I'd have been in church with the club stamp on my hand still. Oh, we, Dr. Pat. 
Straight from the venue to the church. Hey, God, all right. Be home by 11 or 2 for 11 and 7.30. Man, I got to go to church today. I got to play with a stamp on oh, my hand. Man, I'm, t- oh, look, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I mean, it's, it's a real thing. But I think that when people can see, and I actually, Pastor Charles, I, I kind of took a peek of your services on your uh, on your um, Instagram, man. I love how your church basically worships and just kind of the philosophy of how you guys go about it. And there's a lot of people that are they're, they're going to skip the mega church and they're going to go to that church that's got under two or three hundred folk. Because a lot of people are searching again for that intimate, you know, I, I want my pastor to know me. I want the church leadership to know me. I kind of want to be involved. Now, I may not necessarily tell you all my business where I'm from, but I will come in there because I, I feel like at least I'm going to get something. I'm not going to get a show. I'm going to get the real authentic experience of church. So I think small church about to make a comeback. That's all I'm saying. I definitely believe that too. Only because I think a lot of people miss that intimacy in church. Like you just said, pastors, uh, that's a fan. A lot of people miss the intimacy of church versus, uh, of course, you're going to get the word because everybody's streaming, everybody virtual and stuff like that. So, of course, they love having the ability to still access the word at home. But I think a lot of them are going to literally miss the intimacy that church brought, the experience that church brought. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to rush to get back to when it comes to, like, you know, get back into church. Because truth be told, even with my church, we're still virtual. But every first Sunday is when we're going to actually meet in the church until things get to a capacity where, you know, we're able to move that way because I go to a fairly large church and we're having a fairly large church is still a big risk of bringing everybody in trying to maneuver around how people are moving and all this other stuff you know what i'm saying because you don't want to create a divide about people who wear masks but don't wear masks like all that other good like it's just crazy so i think you know as people slowly get back into it i think there are going to be a lot of changes that we see like even with the mask thing i know a lot of churches say hey we still require masks right now but then even as the word open uh, and this man's mandate continue to get let go. I think church is gonna let it go too. Like, ain't nobody, I feel like really by the end of the year, ain't nobody gonna be checking for no mask. Absolutely, well, absolutely. But we're small enough now that I could still say, listen, uh, until we really make sure we understand what's going on here, we're gonna wear a mask. Now, we, we notice who I'm, like, I'm preaching, I don't wear a mask. Sing, worship singers, they don't wear a mask, but we're also six feet away from the congregation right now. We're still kind of in that in that realm. I mean, right. we're doing a horseshoe formation, you know, so you can't really tell tell. But yeah, we're we're not right in anybody's faces at all. And those of us who are on the team together, we're gonna be we're actually gonna be starting now to do uh, regular tests so that it will be make sure that you know we we want to make sure everybody is safe and that we do what we need to do. But the sad part about it is is that if a person has a fever and all that kind of stuff is still going on, then you're not supposed to be in the church at all in the first place. You're not supposed to be anywhere. You're supposed to be home. And so we have a thermometer or we have a uh, machine that's in the front lobby that you walk up to, put your face towards it, it and it says that, you know, I mean, it's green. Um, it, it'll say, yep, the person's within uh, temperature range. Come on in. We're still taking names, which takes time. So we're still trying to figure out a way to be able to streamline that a little bit. But at the end of the day, most people don't mind that because just, you know, OK, we just came out of pandemic. And we're trying to, you know, still make sure we do our part. 
So most people don't mind that. So we wear masks. We got masks for you. You ain't got to worry about that. They cost two cents or whatever. I don't care. I know you're supposed to be K95 or whatever, but we need your mouth covered. <laughs> do what you need to do, you know. If you need to take it off for a second, you know, to praise and say hallelujah and put it back on, I'm good. I don't, you know, if you're far away enough from me and I'm believing God that he is protecting me, he's protecting those that belong to him. I mean, we got to have some faith in this too because guess what? Uh, COVID is here. Uh, yeah, that was here, but it didn't stop. All the, all the other diseases didn't stop and say, oh, COVID is here. So we're going to stop. We're going to stop uh, 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 causing people to die. You know, it didn't happen like that. There are other things that people are still um, having ailments from. So, you know, if anything, thank you, Lord, that even colds and flus and some of the things that have happened uh, prior to has come down. Why? Because we're washing our hands. We're, we're coughing properly. If you're going to cough, you know, either your mask or put your, you know, do it, put your hand on your mouth when you cough. That'll help the solution. Remember that song? Respect yourself. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But when you're small enough like that and you pe- and the people really know that you genuinely love them and you want to make sure that people are safe, you you know, people will, will comply uh, 90%. You know, thank you, Lord, for those um, 10 that will, you know, try to, you know, I can't praise them with a mask. Well, you know, you praise them at home for now. Be, get, <laughs> get, be obedient. Come on, we got to be obedient to the, to, the, to the system that we're going through right now. Give, give us all a chance to live. I love you. Praise <laughs> okay, well, you just praise my hope right now. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true, though, Pastor Charles. I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. Wow. Listen, let me ask one more question. And we didn't even finish check it in, but y'all know how the conversation gets. Once 9 o'clock hit, 930 hit, hey, check it, be over anyway. But no, let me ask a question real quick. And this is because y'all know it's the first of the month. Y'all know I like keeping it still light, but still around the topic. So, just a quick question. Today, Tuesday, and it's the first of the month. So, do y'all pay y'all tithes when y'all get to church on Sunday, or do y'all pay them soon as, like, the first come? Oh, y'all got quiet. Did y'all hear me? Um, When they get to church on Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. I, I had to I move away from my... Mine depends. I make, well, I, y'all know, I'm a a Jill of all trades. So whenever I get paid, that's when I give my 10%. So sometimes sometimes it's it's a couple times a week. I ain't even going to hold you because one thing I do is I give 10% off of everything that I make. Come on. Money, that's the practical way to do it. And doing it any other way would make no sense for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Kingdom Life Church would be glad to have you as a citizen of, of our church. <laughs> <Please come. laughs> you better come on and recruit. Right. But see, as for me, the way that I tied, I actually have it set up for direct deposit. So my church actually has it that way um, as an option to set it up. So I don't worry about any of that. So if we have any special funds, blessed to Abraham, first fruit, bypass the lunch, whatever, dinner, you know, kind of thing. I just set it up automatically and it goes right away. Oh, so your, so your tithes come out through an ATA? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make no mistake about it. God's been very, very good to me, so I don't play with his money because it ain't mine. You know, I'm glad that came up real quick, Prophet, if you don't mind, because um, we got some other pastors here in the room. We were going to set that up uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Oh, no, it was pre-pandemic. And I stopped because I don't like the idea 
the bank wouldn't let it be a push transaction from the account to ours. It had to be a pull from ours to theirs. Right. And I did not want. Yep. Um, I did not want to be pulling funds mm-hmm. from people. I wanted them mm-hmm. to send. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But That's listen, good, Anthony. What's crazy? I had, to, I had to learn from yeah. that too, Anthony. My church have a whole bank inside of it. You said what, Julie? My church have a whole like a, a center. It have a bank. Like oh. you can go, you know. That's yeah, cool. we have a bank. We have a bank. Oh, y'all walking in kingdom wealth. But no, to uh, to Anthony's point, though, that is a big thing because I know Anthony. When I first started setting up my ministry and stuff like that, that was one of the options that, of course, they gave us. But I learned quick. I'm talking about quick within the first year that that's not always good because some of these people don't they don't manage their money right, and you're not finna come to pastor. Telling me to give you your thirty dollars for your NSF fee, where you supposed to been paid those times. Your money, your, those times have been in there. Profit in your account. Profit. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing with. I, I don't want to just say the saints, but I just say people. They don't know how to manage their money, and a lot of people need to actually write down a list of what is priority and what is not, because that's where. <laughs> A lot of times people are buying things they do not need, but they are not taking care of the things that are necessity. And our, um, my uncle pastor, he used to break down all of that to us. Like my friend, I brought her to church one time and she's like, we didn't even make it inside the church yet. She said, oh, I want to come here because it looked like everybody got a new car over here. And we have literally been taught the principles of giving we've been taught the principles of tithing and what your offering is and that you can give more you know what i'm saying but it's all about your heart posture as well and a lot of people forget that you can give a whole bunch of money but if your heart posture is incorrect then at that point is is what are you doing this for well i think that there needs to be some reformation too and how we see giving because we have really stuck people on a percentage more so than when we compare the New Testament church, what they actually did. You know, they gave what was required to them. And a lot of times it was well beyond a 10. You know, I don't think we're really ready for that discussion in a lot of churches um, when it comes to what it really tra- really takes to do ministry. Right. And, and, I, I, and I'm not saying that people should do that. I'm just saying that we have weaponized giving in the church because certain people have allowed themselves to only see people as a commodity as what what, what pastor um anthony was saying is that it made sense because if i draw your your tithe out, out of the bank like a bill and then it's the church but let me go on down into the church and see if they can give me my money back because i i forgot that this was gonna come out well no we ain't got time for that you know we, we don't want to have to always explain those kind of things so if giving is truly a hard posture then we should make it available to you to be able to not only teach you how to manage your money but once you give it to god or you give it to the church because if we're if we're honest ain't nobody writing no check to, to god because god don't need our facts we're writing, it, we're writing it to the the ministry that we support as exactly unto, as unto god exactly right 
and I get 1000% what you're saying, but I also have to show it to people in this way. Um, y'all go get your hair done for $450. You ain't going to go ask for your hair back. You, you, or you don't ask for your money back for getting that hair done. You get your nails done for $200. You ain't going to go back to your nail tech. Like, you know what? I forgot this was, now. um, I'm going to need that money back. I know you did my nails, but I need that money back because <laughs> like a lot of times also it's, it's just your, your spiritual edification. It's like, okay, you're here because you are getting, or you're supposed to be growing spiritually you know what i'm saying or even just acts of service like that is what we are supposed to be doing as far as ministry i feel like ministry we're supposed to be that resource for the community and a lot of times it just seems like we just it just <laughs> however and it's terrible well finances in the church is always attacked and I, I've had this discussion in secular rooms, and they always want to throw me out like Jeffrey, not Jeffrey, um, <laughs> uh, what's his face in the first first prince, uh, Jazz. Because what people like to do is say, the church done raised all this money, and look at us. And be like, well, look at the entertainment industry, and look at the, 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 uh, all the pro NFL and NBA players, all the money that they done made. And nobody ever came and asked them about their bag. But we always got to ask the church right. about our bag. And as Pastor Charles said, if we go into the average church, the average church ain't but 70 to 100 people. You know, the average church might, if they do a good, may raise a quarter of a million dollars a year. If that. You know, so if we, if we begin to be honest about some of this stuff, we can really strategically teach people the value, not only of giving, but also the church being a resource within the community so where when things do happen, you don't have to go to the check cashing man. It's in the house. Why? Because we have given and sown into our ministry. See, here's the truth. We have not taught integrity within the church. And that's not just for the folk bringing the money. Now, see, now I'm going to get in trouble. We need to talk to the Negro leaders, as they were saying in the, in the 1920s, that actually passing these churches that be jacking off these funds and doing stuff they ain't got no business doing with the money. Until we start having that conversation, so we start having some Ezekiel 34s and Ezekiel 33s and some some First uh, Samuel 4s, you know, with Eli until we start having some real conversations for real. We need to start whooping the sheep about what they're not giving, and we need to have some some uh, checks and balances within our ministries, regardless of size. And that don't mean that we don't always be able to pay light bills and X, Y, and Z, but it also means is that we gotta really make people financially literate. literate because that's even in scripture, not just the increase. But that's what that's what we shout people are, oh, increase, increase. Now, if you increase and then you're still a fool, then it's like the Bible say, you got a, you got a bag full of uh, money, but it, the bag got holes in it. Why? Because the mentality is off, right? Pastor anniversary is, is the most lit thing in the church, but the church got a leak on it. But you're going to get it past the $50,000. Why, why are we still doing stuff like that? I know that. I know that. See that? I know. I know. I get it. I'm sorry. But that's the kind of stuff that we're afraid to discuss in the church. And until we start having real wealth principles within our community, then and only then will we see people really say, you know what? Even if it ain't but $10, I got that because I believe in what they do uh, on, a, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. I see the fruit versus just this beautiful church, kind of like in Acts 3. You got a beautiful church 
But you got a dude outside in front of the church asking for money and asking for change, and he lame. And y'all walk right past him to your beautiful church. Because they said that the, the gate was beautiful. So that means the church was banging. Stained, stained glass windows, the bishop and their regalia, everybody looking good. But you got a man that you pass right on the way to the church, on the steps of the church. And you might throw a couple of dollars or quarters in there, and he's sitting there. You know, at the hour of prayer. So, and that's where we are now still in, in, in the body of Christ, if we're honest, because the, the, the money thing is one thing, but the mentality toward it is another. And that's where we need reformation. And that's really uh, where it starts with leaders, where we need to start reforming and still and start having, some of us need jobs. Some of us need businesses. Some of us need stuff other than the church paying for your car and your house. And I'm not saying that the, 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 the workman is not worth this hire. But I'm saying that if your church only raised fifty thousand a year, you making forty. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. That is true. Very yeah. true, Doctor Patty. And I just want to jump right back in there because I know I kind of started this whole thing. I just, I just want to bring it all the way around, <laughs> and um, and back to Pastor Anthony's um, question and comment. Definitely, what I spoke about the ACHing is for the mature saints. Amen. Um, those that absolutely understand the principles of giving. And definitely, I just don't want to deal with the hassle of it just simply because I'm super busy at church. I work. Um, And for those that work at church, understand that I don't want to be in a space where I forgot to give my tithes because I was helping minister or I was in this position where I was singing or I was fixing the music or I was serving, you know? And so I never want to be in a position where I done got caught with my pants down, not giving because I was serving, I was working. Um, And so definitely it is for the mature saints, for sure. Um, The ACH that understand the principle and know um, how important giving is. Um, So it is definitely out there for those that are mature and that can handle and not going to mishandle their money and come back to the church asking for that, you know, draft fee. Like that's so foul. Like that is just so disrespectful. It's just I've had people do that for real, for real. Like my prosthetic ministry, of course, course, my prosthetic ministry, we're not a church, but we have people who are ever partnering with the ministry. Well, they want to partner with the ministry with a little $50 seed a month. And I'm talking about, we had to set up where every month on a certain day, I'm coming to your account. Boink, give me my 50. Man, when I tell you, I used to get calls like, Prophet, can I, can, can you send that back to me? I said, send what back, baby? They didn't even get it out your account. <laughs> they, they could barely take it out your account because you didn't have it. But at the same time, here, here's $30 to cover this little NSLP that you said I gave you. Don't, don't sign up for nothing else no more if you don't got the money yes, for Lord. it. Yes, <laughs> Lord. That really, t- it taught me. No, I'm serious. It had taught me because I started doing it too. Like, and it used to tap my account up. But then God started blessing me financially. And even, even now, I tell people all the time, even now, like my direct account, oh, I love when the bills just automatically take it out of there because I don't have to worry about the household going back and trying to pay it. You know what I'm saying? But when you're not mature enough to know that you got to keep a certain amount of money in your account all the time because one of them transactions could pop through, then it puts you in a, 
and a rat and make you look like you're, you're slow. But truth be told, that's one of them things that's going to hurt you, but really help you. Because truth be told, them $30 fees add up real quick. I'm telling you, get four of them up. Because, you know, when they pull that one ACH, they don't just pull it that one time and say, okay, well, obviously they don't got it. No, they're going to keep coming back at least two or three times. I'm talking about you're going to have a little $90 necklace. Like, uh-uh, no, we ain't, ain't going to do that. Look, we ain't going to do you know that. What, you, know what, you know what NSF really means? It mean, no, stupid fool. You should have had that. I'm weak. I'm weak. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me, let me say it from our perspective. Um, we do the same thing. I mean, in terms of we have it available to those that want to give that way. Um, we have it through our app. We have that kind of thing. By the way, shameless, shameless plug. Lashina, if you ever need to have a virtual church and you're, you're not moving to Texas, yes. praise the Lord. Kingdom oh, Life would be a wonderful place. To, <laughs> look, I, listen, I'm serious. Listen, when I say that, when I say that, it's like I, if I, I kind of have an expectation that people will get it the way I got it. When I learned about tithing and I learned about doing this kind of thing, I, you know, that's, but I realize that I still have to teach it and I have to actually put it out there for the people of God to understand the principle, not just to give, just to be giving and that kind of thing, but the reason why and makes you want to do. Um, I do my best to give my tithe off the top, first of all. Um, so I try to make sure that I don't spend any money or at all until I give my tithe. Usually, hopefully, it's usually towards the weekend, so I make sure I do that. Second thing, from my perspective, and this is just a belief thing, and I just want to trust God even more, because I get paid from our church in terms of I, we go through a, an accounting firm and they do their thing, do, do, you know, because I get direct deposit as well. So I don't just go arbitrarily um, take from the church like that. I have a card. I have a credit card that I've been given uh, by the church that our board. We're all aware of that kind of thing. So there's some things that I have. But but at the end of the day, when I give my tithe personally, if I were to give it to my church, it would be I'd be just like recycling money. So my right. way of doing it is that I believe that tithing above me uh, blesses that blesses my tithe. So I mean, so I give my tithe to my to my bishop. My bishop is actually um, that's uh, overseeing uh, me and overseeing uh, portions of the ministry. So I usually tithe up, and that's just a, a place that I just believe. You know, I don't have any real qualms with that. I just believe that this is just uh, a way that God. Um, receives my time now again that's just my own personal thing um i've watched it that's a whole nother series uh pastor yes understand about how you sew up yeah yeah so i tied up i tied up so i just you know and i believe in that and i've been we're blessed i believe uh, I believe I'm blessed as a result, but also now when I make money outside of church in terms of my business and that kind of thing, I tie that to the church um, because, again, that's outside of me. That's still outside of me, but I usually even tie Sometimes I'll, if it's big, I'll just tie it up because I just want to make sure that God knows my heart on that thing. And he does. I know he does. But the other thing about ACH is a wonderful thing. It's great, but, yeah, it's something that someone has the purpose in their heart to do. And from our perspective, um, if the person puts their information in the system for that to happen, um, whether we pull it or whatever, um, that's what they have done. They have made a conscious decision to do so. Now, the way ours works is that um, if it declines, it just declines. Now, I don't go back and say, listen, this thing declined. Why you ain't, well, you better, you better make that thing right. No, I don't do all of that. I realize that people have, 
problems and things happen to them. So, you know, because it's happened to me. Have I written a check and thought that I, the funds were where they were supposed to be because I was just irresponsible in that time? Yes, I bounced the check. But when I bounced the check, my God, I went back and I found out what the NSF fee was for the church because the church is then responsible whenever you bounce a check. If you send a check and put in the church, deposited it in their, in their bank, the church gets dinged for that. So um, I wanted to make sure that I paid that as well. I paid the fee that the church had to incur because of my negligence or whatever. Okay. So even at our church, when people write checks, if, if they write a check and it bounces, the church has to incur that uh, cost for the bounce check. So that's good. What we do, so what we do is we can't, you know, I, I don't just say, you know, I don't bounce on their heads, but I'll have our uh, financial people to send them uh, and uh, give them a, a get to them and say, hey, this is what has happened. Um, uh, praise the Lord. If you can make this right, this would be great. Thank you so much. You know, I'm not trying, you know, we're not trying to just, you know, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. I get it. But don't write a check. <laughs> Because it costs, it does cost the church. So, um, you know, so we kind of go through that. Now, our bank is really cool with us with that. You know, if we would have about 18,000 checks like that that's happening, they usually won't necessarily charge us, but sometimes they do. And when they do, um, we have to be able to at least give the person the opportunity to, to make it right. So, um, and if they don't make you it know right. How many people would be in jail, yeah. Pastor Charles, and we still I have know. the ability to write checks? Don't even talk about it. Don't even talk about it. That's, that's why folks is that's why folks is frauding now with these cards. They they won't give, make their own money. They're gonna make a, a card from your card and just drain your card dry. You know right. that's, that's that's people. That's that's you know the devil is is like that. People people will get around the system any way they can, and it's sad. But and sometimes we are victims of it. And but thank you, thanks be to God. He always makes it gives us to be triumph over that. Amen. But yeah. But if you, you put your numbers what? in there, it, it is what it is. And you know what I Pastor Charles folks used to do that back in the day real quick? Because we would make them feel so guilty or we would prime them so to the point of giving folks who just do stuff to act like they was doing something. And when they did it, they thought that, okay, well, if I got $10, I'll write 100 The bank will pay it. Then the church, they'll just deal with that. And I think, not saying that the church... It's all wrong for that. And in, not, in, in some cases, the church just asked people to give, and they thought, okay, you're going to do what you're supposed to do when you got the money. But I think a lot of times there have been people that have been felt pressure too in times past. And I've been in services where people do that. And then you get the report back, like, oh, man, we had several bounce checks. Well, why you got bounce checks? Because people trying to appear or do something that they know they can't do, but you put it in a way that made <laughs> them feel like that they had to do it because they was going to get something because they was trusting God. Like, no, you ain't got it. Don't do Listen, that. I want all my elders today. I'm, I'm starting this offering off with $1,000. And I'm like, <laughs> all the elders, if you're an elder, you are an elder in this church. You need to at least have a minimal offering of uh, 500. Amen. Amen. And we will start the line off with elder so-and-so, who's my lead elder. You know, and man, the people play those games. They, you know, they. You have uh, a lot on the though, for real. Because I, man, I'm gonna come they will, up there. They will submit like that check. I'm gonna come they'll up there like that, an Apple paid. Look, they'll submit that check, and then they'll come back, and then they'll uh, come back and say, uh, "I need that check back." 
Yes, they would. Sometimes they would. And, or listen to this. Or the new thing now, get this. You you take a, a picture, a snap picture of you giving, uh, putting a certain amount in there, take a snap picture, and then all of a sudden you hold the phone up and it shows, oh, yeah, he gave $1,000. No, he didn't. That's a picture. <laughs> That's a picture like of that. it. They it like that, Pastor Charles. Now they screenshot. They, they yeah, screenshot the thing. Yes, sir. Screenshot now. Don't don't you try it, y'all. Don't y'all try it, y'all. Some of y'all feeling this now. Oh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, that'd be good. No, don't do that. Because God here, it's it's about intent. It's about intent. That's all I'm saying. I'm all. We have that. to we have to reteach the rhetoric that has been behind giving for so long because most people think that now it's all about scam. And I think the rhetoric behind giving makes it so reluctant for those uh, for those people that haven't been trained on the value or the principle of giving. Like a lot of people, like you said, like who was in money, I think earlier, a lot of them will go, you know, get your nail did, hair did, get your nails did, all the other good stuff. You go about crab legs and all the other stuff, but you're not going to at least contribute 10%. I think we have to continue to reteach the rhetoric on why that needs to be done. Okay, well, here's another here's another place to go to. Okay, so this is what March first, right? Today, I can count. I'm probably going to get ten phone calls, at least ten phone calls. They say, "I'm sorry, but I don't have my. I, I need help with my rent. I need help with my electricity. I need yep, help with I'm such helped. and such." But I and, and I'm, I'm going to probably get at least ten phone calls. And first thing I'm going to ask about is, "Ma'am, do you? Um, where, how'd you find that number? And do you do you come to the church at all? Uh, no, no, I don't come to the church. I just no, what you did was you went on the you went on the, here we go with that SEO. They put yeah. in the first thing about church and help. And they figured some church is gonna help them out. And yeah. there we are in the same in the same bucket. So, you know, even the members of our church, if they come at twice and we've done it twice, the second time I'm gonna ask we want we're gonna do some financial counseling. Most of the time most people don't wanna do that. Mm-hmm. So they stop mm-hmm. asking. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Most people don't even realize they cycle either, Pastor Charles. Because how you do? How like? Come on now. We we get into this every three months, every six months. You need help. Every seven months, you need like what's going on? Eventually, at some point, and that's why we talked about. It, I think last week, at some point, you're supposed to be increasing off of your giving. If eventually you're supposed to be, you know, collecting back some harvest so you can grow. Especially if you're giving. Come on now. If somebody, if you're giving, and then of course you may run into a rough patch and somebody help you. But there shouldn't be a. There shouldn't always be stagnation that's what i just believe i tell people all the time if you're really giving and you're doing it properly you should always find yourself in a place of stagnation or a repeating cycle come on now what i'm gonna tell you it's easy to give 10 percent off of ten dollars but it's not as easy to give 10 percent off of ten thousand and right. don't fool yourself it is not as easy. what is ten thousand what's the what's the what's ten percent of ten thousand a thousand mm-hmm. which leaves you with nine not not i have still have more and not that all this money belongs to god in the first place that if he really wants it all he will get it all and sad to say is that when we don't obey him how many times do we sometimes go through other things like car problems and you know we've, we've heard those things uh-huh, but yeah. i but i've lived it i've lived it i've gone through some stuff and not i've consciously not given because if I just didn't feel like I wanted to do that or whatever, and I had had other issues to happen. And I've watched and I've measured it. I've watched it. I've given mm-hmm. and I've done what I'm supposed to do in terms of uh, giving from my heart to God. And I've done what I'm supposed to do. And God, mess, he blesses the rest. He just does. And I'm not trying to scare nobody into that. And I don't need to do that. 
I believe, though, that if we watch the principles, even those that are not saved, that give to other, give to, um, you know, charities and stuff like that, there's a principle. It's, it's the principle that whether you're saved or not, that works. So, yeah. you know, yeah. here we are, you know, but the thing is, is but it is easier. It's way easier to give, give a tithe off of, of, of $10 than it is for 10000 now, unless your heart and now has gotten to that place where you said, you know, oh, I know this is God's and I know this is God's work in my life and I can live off of this. Let's move on. Last thing, J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney, when he got this this concept right, he made a decision that he would live off the off of my understanding, the 10 percent. And he gave God the 90. So um, that's something to think about as well. Wow. Anybody else want to jump in right there? I'm so glad you said okay. that, Pastor Charles. Because so many people, again, they have only canonized giving to 10%. And even to the point to where they scare people into it. They, uh, they have all these crazy little tactics and tricks instead of teaching people that giving is an act of love. If, if it's not coming from an act of love and it's coming from a, a, a place of obligation, you should keep it until you get the revelation to understand that is an act of love. It's an act of submission. And then also, when we understand tithing from the standpoint of the whole principle, everybody in Israel didn't tithe because all of them weren't required to based on what their living situation was. But everybody still benefited because all the tithes went to one place. So when we start to talk about this modern thing of you got to man a million churches, and everybody said, well, hey, this is a place to tithe. Well, pay your tithe. Well, pay. I mean, pay, do I pay or do I give? You know, so when we start really talking about the rhetoric about pay versus give versus like J.C. Penney said, man, I'm, I'm going to give 90% of what God increases me with and just lift off 10 because I know that I can live off 10%. And there are a lot of people, man, that um, when we look at charitable giving as a whole. We look at the United Ways, the United uh, College Fund, and all these different places, these nonprofits that people sow into. A lot of people don't sow into the church. You know why? Because the way we present it. Right. We, pre we present it like a bill. You could have a, like, when, uh, I can't remember, this uh, This was um, maybe about a year or two ago, when uh, uh, Pastor Jamal Bryant first got new birth. I'm not trying to pick on them. I mean, new birth has been a flagship ministry for many years. Uh, God bless the, the late pastor, my frat brother, Bishop Eddie Long, uh, who turned that church into a mega church. But when they were sitting there on the front row and it was T.I. and all these different celebrities in there, they they went into tricking mode. Yo, let's let's uh, we got some. They, they went into like dollar bill mode in, in players club. You know, the green light came on in the, in, in the, in the sanctuary. And it was, it's money up there. Get up there. They got some money. Get it from them. Let's see if we can Talk some church to them, and they'll these millionaires will give you money. No, that's not how it works because there's a lot of millionaire folk that you'll never know. One of my friends told me the story, and I'll never forget. I'm gonna shut up. There was an Asian dude that was, I mean, this dude was a millionaire several times over. He went to several black churches to see how folk would treat him and see where God would tell him to write a million dollar check. And he was unassuming. He had no fancy clothes on. He just came in there. Just, you know, just regular old Joe. And he went to several mega churches in, in L.A. I'm talking about from City of Refuge to uh, Bishop Blake Church, you name them. He went to all of them. He got the same treatment. 
And the Lord leads him into this small little storefront church one day. And the pastor, the folk in there, about maybe 25, 50 folk in there at the max. They in there worshiping. They just doing the work. And the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, this is the place where I want you to plant a million dollars seed into the church for the operation of what I call this ministry to do. So you never know who you're going to entertain. And until the church get out of the mindset of poverty of pay something versus giving is an act of love. And 10% really is just, that's the bare minimum. You know, when you understand the, the New Testament church, and even before that, I challenge you to go to your uh, go to your Bible. Everybody always take you to Malachi. Go to Exodus 36, where it says that the people, after they got in trouble, and Exodus 32, I believe it was, exactly the fool and dancing naked around a golden calf, where they took gold and, and wasted it to, uh, to, to say another God brought them out. Uh, he says, all that will, bring your resources. We're going to be a God of house. He didn't say everybody had to do it. He said all that will. So we got to reform how we tell people how to give. And if we'll reform how we tell people how to give, we'll raise more money because it's going to come out of place of love. And when you teach people the word of God and you create a culture that fosters love and giving, you will never have a budget problem unless you pass from folks who just don't have it. And that's the case too. But we can't, we cannot continue to lead our churches from that uh, pimp and hole scenario to where when we see folk coming to church, all we see is a dollar sign. We don't see they soul. We don't see nothing else. But so when you gonna pay your tithe? They folks can't join good before you take the new members class and before you even tell them about what you're about, you talk about tithes and all. <laughs> you know, so that that's where we are in the church, and it's sad, and I get it. But I'm just telling you, we just need some reform in that area, and I'm gonna shut up. No, you're right, Dr. Patton, because truth be told, listen, I'm just going to start writing checks. You ask me for $1,000, see, I'm going to pray about it. And if God tell me to give it, I'm going to go and give it. If he ain't tell me to get it, I'm going to write a check that say, I owe you love. <laughs> I owe you love. That's it. That's all. But that is a that is interesting to think about because truth be told, like I said, that's what I that's what I meant. The same word that you use with reforming um, around how we teach that, changing the rhetoric, changing the lingo, changing how we teach on it, changing what people think. Because truth be told, that's what I think. That's what got a lot of people in there. I guess in that financial hole because they think that way. You know what I'm saying? But truth be told, when you've been taught differently, I mean, you're able to shift some things. And I agree with what Pastor Charles said. The bigger that check read, Lord have mercy, the harder it is. Man, I'm talking about really trying to give a thousand dollar seat. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, listen, y'all, the time now is 1030. The time now is 1030, and this is a great conversation, but I definitely want to pivot a little bit. Y'all know uh, Google went off at 10 o'clock and told us to stand up and stretch. So go ahead and stand up and stretch. Go forth now. Go forth now. Uh -huh. One to the front and back. Ooh. Yes, Lord. I'd be cracking like an old soul, but that's why I'm going to start stretching. Whew. All right, so the time now is 10.30. The time now is 10.30. I really want to pivot really quickly because, of course, we're in a new month, y'all. We're in a new month. And anytime we get into a new month, 
Y'all know we always talk about money in the beginning of the month because y'all know I'm a budgeter. Every first of the month, I sit down and put my budget in place because I need to know how much my rent is, my light bill. I didn't know how much my bank statement was last month. I tell y'all every, I think every first of the month, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm looking at my bank statement because one thing I want to know is where my money went, how much money I collected this month, how much money I saved this month. And that's why I tell people all the time, when you're trying to be financially clear, financially secure your bank statement you know what i'm saying can help you out a lot but in addition to you know what i'm saying being able to sit down and put a budget in place i also sit down and write my goals um i write out things that i want to accomplish i try to hear god for the month what's crazy was or what's not crazy what's interesting is um in the beginning of my ministry a couple of years ago one thing i would do at the beginning of the month in addition to writing out my budget and stuff for my business my ministry and my personal life i would also try to sit down and write down what i heard god saying for the month how he was going to take me through the weeks how he's going to take me through each day you know what i'm saying because i love I love, um, what's the word I want to use? I love, um, I guess having a plan in place. I always love having a plan in place. I always love doing things premeditated, making sure I know what I'm doing. And sitting down with God is one of those things that I do in the beginning of the month, just because I want to know what he has in store for this month, this time, this season, this hour, or whatever. So with that being said, as we uh, go ahead and wrap this on up, I really want to know, what is God saying to some of you guys for the month of March? What goals are you guys putting in place? You know what I'm saying? Because this is going to be the ending of the uh, first quarter. Yeah, I know March ends the first quarter of the year, even for businesses and stuff like that. You know, and I want to know, like, what is God saying for the next quarter? What is God saying for, you know, how you end this month? And as we go into, you know, the the month the March miracle month. I'm trying not to say March Madness because you know that's what everybody call it, especially when basketball hitting all that other stuff. It'd be March Madness. But truth be told, I'm not saying that this month because I really want to deem this month a month of miracles. Especially when we have so much going on concerning war, politics, and all this other crazy stuff. I want to start using better words. So March Madness is something that I don't want to use this month. I want to use March Miracles, the month of miracles. But with that being said, I want to know from you guys what is God saying for you guys this month what are some goals that you have in place for the month of march listen ptr see where you guys are on the stage and then we're gonna go in that order we're gonna go in that order starting with my girl visionary so god is definitely speaking to me when it comes to my business and then my sorority for my business just ensuring that i stay on top of the designs that i create because i create a lot of designs but then I don't put them out mm, so um, I hold on to them they'll sit on my laptop and I do nothing with them have amazing ideas I'll put them in my phone but then they never make them to my laptop so my you know goal is to start pushing those out manifesting them so that I can actually make money off of them because I can't make money off of a thought Right. So I'm definitely trying to follow through with what it is that God has given me. If he's given me the creativity, because I pray for creativity, if he's given it to me, then I'm, you know, abusing what he's given me or, you know, mishandling what he's given me, the gift that he's, you know, placed inside of me of creativity because somebody else is praying for this and they don't have it. And here I am and he's given it to me and I'm not using it. So as it relates to my business, and I have a team already, I have a marketing team, I have an assistant, so 
if I have all those things in place, I just need to push out what it is that he has placed inside of me. As it relates to my sorority, he's already been speaking in a major, major way. So I'm definitely getting ready for our retreat, you know, different projects that we have going on as far as giving back to the community, making sure that we get the single moms and babies taken care of, anyone that's in need as far as a less fortunate, making sure we do our part, definitely partnering with this mobile shower um, adventure that another um, woman of God has where the homeless can come at least once a month, I think it is, once or twice a month, and they can come and just take a shower. So, um, you know, no questions asked. We just did that last week. It's amazing. Come take a shower, and we'll also provide, you know, some snacks for them, and then eventually moving from snacks to um, a hot meal. So we have that um, coming up in play where we're partnering with her, trying to expand what God has already given her. So I'm definitely a purpose pusher. If, you know, God is giving you a vision and I see something inside of you that I know, you know, he's destined to do, I am going to work alongside of you and say, hey, let's get this done and let's, you know, make it even bigger than what it is right now alongside of everything I already have going on. So besides trying to protect my peace, protect my babies, and be an amazing wife or the dope wife, as I like to say, just doing ministry and trying not to preach more than I have to this year. So y'all pray my strength as I get ready to go before the Lord more than I have ever in my entire ordination um, <laughs> season. So definitely um, keep me lifted as I pray for y'all as well. Thank you for asking. Hey, that was real good. But I got a question to ask, too. Y'all know me. Normally, after I give a response, I listen. Um, not just to respond because I'm the host, but just to get an understanding. Um, but one thing I did understand was that you're very creative and it's uh, you run into challenges where, you know, you have to rebuild your momentum. And I think I run, I'm only saying this because I think I identify with that too. There are times where God will use me in a creative way and, you know, great ideas will come to you. But then you have to work, not necessarily say worry about, but you have to deal with the building up of your momentum again to actually put that creativity into work. Can you tell us your process or explain to us how you do that sometimes? Because like I say, even me sometimes, I do, I do graphics, website, all that other stuff. Even with my modeling, I'm a creative director, all that good stuff. But then there are times where, like you said, we have great ideas. We have great moments of creativity, but we never put the momentum behind, you know what I'm saying, that creativity. So can you tell us, like, what are ways that you, you know, bounce back from that, I guess? Well, one thing is I I sit back and I'm thinking, well, you can't be successful and the money not going to come to you. You got to right. get it. So if I want, you know, to be successful, if I want to leave a legacy for my children, if I want to leave something for them, I have to build it. Yeah. It's not going to build itself. I have to make sure the foundation is strong and the way that I would operate just sitting back, just thinking that it's just going to fall together. That means the foundation will have cracks in it. I'll work one day, work this day, and then, you know, sit back. No, that means you have cracks in your foundation. That means you put two or three built bricks here. And then you put a little cement and then you, you know, chilled out for a couple of days. Oh, well, let me put another brick. No, you got to build it brick by brick and be consistent. 
Right. Just as, you know, you will want somebody to be consistent when they're talking to you and they're in your ear and they're loving on you and they're friends with you. Why aren't you consistent with the things that God has given you and the things that you desire for yourself? So because I desire to see my children in a great place and I desire to live a great life, not that my life isn't great right now, but I desire even more. And God has placed the gifts inside of me to do, to get more then I would be very lazy, slothful if I did not take advantage of what it is that he has placed in me. So I sit back and I'm like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Could this be a time where you're actually, you know, working on those graph graphics where you're sitting here watching Bel Air? Or could this be a time where you're sitting here working on these graphics and you're sitting in here in this clubhouse room? Like the whole time we've been in this room this morning, I've been working on orders. Oh, that's good. So... I've been productive. So, you know, we can't allow, you know, having a conversation with somebody or thinking the clubhouse room is where we're supposed to be to get us distracted. You have to multitask. If you still want to have a conversation while you're conversing, get your work done. Right. (laughs) I've been saying, look, that's what I do all the time. I be out here doing work in the background on the laptop playing up now being productive like i tell people all the time if your mind is at that point where you need to like i wouldn't say work it but you know what i'm saying work it then hey work your work that creativity work that mind be consistent with it. i think one thing that my generation deals with a lot is that consistency because oftentimes we want stuff overnight sometimes so like you said we'll put that brick there we'll start building the foundation or something like that but then, you know, we 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 we'll get lazy, we get tired, we get distracted, and be like, okay, well, you know, on to the next mission. I tell people that all the time. If you even put 10 years in a business, guess what? You don't have to worry about doing too much. Why? Because you've already laid so much of a foundation. You've already built so much infrastructure because of that consistency. I tell people all the time, consistency will take you a long way. <laughs> Master Charles, I'm gonna throw it over to you next, sir. All right, I'm gonna throw it over to Keith then. Oh yeah, it's that time. Everybody going to work. Keith, Julie, Miss Lashina, are any of you guys there? Or everybody went back to work real quick. We all got productive after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again. <laughs> I was asking y'all, like, what is the goal for the month? What is God saying for the month? What is something that God has put in your heart to focus on for this month? I see everybody at work right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we hard at work on Um, You mean like a personal goal? Yeah, Pers- maybe personal, business, something spiritual. Like, you know, by being the beginning of the month, I tell y'all all the time, every month, I'm setting a new goal. I'm hearing something new from God concerning the month. So I just want to know what is God telling you this month as far as that's going to change, shift, something that you may be working on and a personal goal, a business goal, you know. Right. Well, for me personally, since the beginning of the year, um, the Lord told me to get my finances in order. So um, I've been sitting here budgeting and whatnot. He gave me a strategy in January. And since I've started in January, I'm seeing my finances line up to where I wouldn't say I was always living from paycheck to paycheck, but you know how you just be waiting for the next paycheck to come in to pay stuff and all that kind of stuff. So I'm no longer seeing where 
I have to wait for stuff to come in. Money's kind of just always in the account. I always just kind of have money and whatever. And, you know, it's kind of like I'm beginning to prioritize my finances to not a more. So what God told me to do in January, um, it's working for me so far. So my new goal, I set a goal last month to save a certain amount of money. Um, I exceeded that goal. So this month I said it high. Um, financially, and I still, while working on my own stuff, I have not gotten to my business as of yet, but, um, my goal for this month is to get some stuff straight for my business so that I can start putting stuff in place to, uh, you know, buy these cars and, you know, get, well, get the stuff placed so I can start selling these vehicles and whatnot, because this whole ordeal with this dealership I went through with my Mercedes, um, has definitely proven to me that for what God has given me concerning my business and vehicles, it's proven me it's necessary because there are a lot of crooks out here. And I just want people to have what they want, drive what they want without being hit over the head by people who are dishonest about what they're selling them. So, um, yeah, that's my own personal goal. Okay, Keith, that's, that's that's definitely good. Listen, and one thing I like is that you have been keeping yourself on track. Something that we were just talking about with that consistently, consistency. And that's why I like asking these questions because it helps us be able to go back and monitor our level of growth, especially when we're tracking certain things or we're trying to keep up or accomplish certain things. And it helps us be able to keep each other accountable because low-key, that's real, real dope, Keith. And low-key... Whew, hurry up and get that business because I might be coming to you for mine. I'm still looking around in Georgia and whatnot, but, you know, I'm trying to take my time because, truth be told, y'all know I think I'm just going to be big baller shot caller, and I'm just going to give me, like, a little uh, Cadillac Escalade, like Pastor Charles somewhere, and I'm, it's going to come with a drive. Okay, now. That's just All right. Me. Okay. <laughs> oh, hold on, Pastor Charles. Let me wait on that Prado. Cause gas going up, gas almost what five dollars? Oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna hold up on that Prado, cause I ain't in no rush. I'm gonna wait till gas go back down to like two ninety five. Glory to God, <laughs> Julie. I'm throwing it over to you. Well, how you guys doing? Happy talk show. Um, right now for March is that I'm trying to see if I can have all my store like all my products. In stores, I already have four, and I would like to have four more. Um, but then also with my finance, um, to get it in order. And take it one day at a time. I don't stress myself. I'm a person. If I have to pay my light, and if they can't wait, I'll just do it all it until I can pay. That's, a, that's the type of person I am. I'm not going to stress myself for a bill, you understand? All right. I'm that I'm that that type of person. So, if 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 the electrical people decide that they're gonna cut off my light, which I know I wouldn't allow it to, but I was I'm not gonna stress myself for it. I don't stress myself for bills. I take it one day at a time. I live one day at a time. I'm here. I'm here. Listen, Julie. I just now really took the time to actually look at your page with your business, and shout out to you for having that. And I just heard your testimony. Listen, I ain't want you to blow past that because that is a great thing to have your products actually in stores. That is dope. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, listen. I mean, before I started working in the hospital, that's what I did full time. 
Um, that's what I did full time. I had some good interviews from CNN, CBS, and different part of the news and stuff like that. But I, I want my products to be, you know, now it's only in Florida. Now I want it in different states now. If I can get that done, I'm trying to get me a liquor license. If I could get that liquor license, I'm good to go I'm to the distribute everywhere I want to go. Okay, awesome. Well, listen, I'm going to be praying with you and for you because I pray that God will... Con- Y'all know this room is full of connections, so I pray that this room will definitely connect you with, you know, some of the people that you need because we'll need that here in Georgia. Like, I'm sitting here looking at it on your Instagram page now. And, yeah, you can definitely bring that to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, definitely okay. bring it to Atlanta and have it in stores here. I'll be one of your brand yeah. ambassadors. And then after the saloon, the saloon, the saloon. Is, is, is blossoming one because you sorry yeah don't worry now. the people calling it's 11 o'clock um right <laughs> yeah with the saloon the saloon is full time you know and now now i don't have to be in the saloon now saloon carry itself so now so i just do the hospital and my products but my saloon full time i have so people bring boots so now i don't have to be there doing here all the time that's good that's what's up listen we got to do that entrepreneurial class in here because i'm gonna shout out everybody and we're gonna put people on because i definitely believe that this is that season for a lot of us to go forth in entrepreneurial businesses but they we have to have discipline like we have to have that discipline and commitment and julie for you to be having three like three big oh yeah that's how i know i'm I'm sure that there took a lot of consistency and discipline behind that especially when you're trying to scale up to make time for another business i have to be up four 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 o'clock every day i don't sleep until around 12 o'clock you know 11. Sometimes I'm exhausted, but you know, it's all worth it at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. It pays off at the end of the day completely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Julie. Thank you so much for always coming and contributing. Miss <laughs> Lashina, I'm throwing it over to you. What do you believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you this month? What are you doing this month? Any goals that you're setting for yourself this month? How you ending the third well, the first quarter? You know, Jesus has been good to me. You know it. You already know it. Um, But definitely continuing with my consistency and my momentum um, concerning my business. I am definitely ending my first quarter <laughs> in surplus. Um, praise God. Um, definitely, I was on the mark for... Um, at least eight events, I am scheduled (laughs) for 15. Um, So God is already doing the abundance and the overflow. So yes, every prophecy is definitely starting to come to pass. Um, So definitely have to stay the course. Amen, amen, amen. So that goal for me for this month is just continuing on with the momentum and the consistency um, that God has definitely given. lit a fire underneath me and as prophet christian had already spoken to me i cannot be getting ready while the overflow is coming so i have definitely continued to get things in order um because those calls are just coming and coming and coming and they're coming from several different places um so amen just excited about all of the things that god is continuing to do for my business so 
really excited. Listen, I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Visionary to follow up with you. How do you maintain that momentum? Like, you know, once you're on the roll, of course, it's kind of like, um, kind of like the snowball effect. I guess when you're on the roll sometimes, um, it's easy for you to maintain that momentum. But oftentimes, most people, when they're doing that snowball effect, they're going downhill instead of uphill. How do you maintain that momentum when you're climbing the mountain? So for me, one of the strategies that I have definitely have learned to um, roll out is definitely take those moments to breathe, celebrate those small wins, and then I know I got to get back to work tomorrow. Um, and that definitely means that I have to keep going. Um, so as I've been here in this room, I was actually multitasking, as she stated, I'm editing some of my videos because I've kind of been slacking on my YouTube videos. I have to also get those edited. I have the footage, but now I still have to edit those and then still add those to my link tree and then still push those out. Um, because I've been so busy, I haven't had the opportunity to do that. Um, so yes, your girl has been booked and busy, but definitely learning how to multitask and then also taking those moments to breathe, celebrate those small wins, but you got to get back to work the next day. Yeah, that's definitely good. That is definitely good. I appreciate that because honestly, I think we don't stop and do enough of that sometimes. I don't think we stop enough to uh, honestly celebrate our small victories and celebrate our small wins. But I think that's something that we should stop and do because that will, that will keep us at a place of... I guess not feeling so stressed or so bombarded about responsibilities. I think a lot of people get too bombarded by the pressure of their responsibilities that they don't take those little small moments to say, hey, I got to win. I got a victory there. So let's celebrate here because they're so focused on working. I know I was like that for a long time, but that is definitely something that has helped me over time. And I thank you for saying that because that was so much confirmation. <laughs> oh, Monty B, I'm going to throw it over to you real quick. Go ahead and give me your goal for the month. Anything that God is saying for you, anything that you're trying to do personally in your life or your business life or goal, any achievement that you're doing this month? Um, This month I am in the process of rebuilding and rebranding and getting this little child into daycare because um she's doing too much. This is my look, You hear her talking about, can I have some seeds? She wants some sunflower seeds. Like, <laughs> You just ate breakfast. You need to relax. We're not going to eat all day. Um, but just being in the, the process of rebranding re and rebuilding, um, even before uh, Pastor Dudley um, spoke to me in this room, um, I was already getting offers and stuff for um, being a brand ambassador for a lot of up-and-coming brands. Um, and y'all know I'm just real leery about everything. Uh, so there's just some stuff I had to be in prayer about, um, but also just the preparation. I need to be ready and prepared. Um, so this week I will be getting um, my updated measurements. I'll be scheduling um, a photo shoot. And I also, I had a my photographer reach out to me. Um, just a couple of weeks back, like, hey, I don't think I've seen you in like a couple years. Like, 
we need to get some pictures done. And like, it, it's just crazy how everything has kind of been um, falling into place because there's a lot of things that I have written down that um, I wanted to revisit because I kind of just, you know, left and let it sit. But I'm like, okay, we're going to revisit these things and we're going to get systems in place so everything um, is done the correct way this time around and just create more of a solid foundation. So that is the goal for this month is to rebuild and rebrand. That's good. Thank you so much. Listen, I think it's interesting that uh, you said uh, revisit some things because I think oftentimes we don't revisit things enough. Like when God gives us something, yeah, we may be busy in the moment. We may be distracted in the moment. We may not even have the resources or whatever in that moment to, you know, launch that idea. But I think oftentimes it is always good for us to continue to write things down and revisit them. I think when we actually revisit a lot of things that God has always put in our spirit or that's been in our spirit, some of us may see new opportunities pop up, new areas of income, like open up and all that. Because truth be told, I mean... You know, you're really an hour away from a chick whenever you start thinking about it. I tell people that all the time. I'm an hour away from a chick because I get paid by the hour. Whenever I sign something, you know what I'm saying? They're going to pay by the hour. But you're an hour away from a chick. All you got to do is stand up and work. All you got to do is get there to work. Like, come on now. But yeah, thank you, Marty. That, 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 that was a lot. Because I'm going to start revisiting some things, too. Yeah, I know I have a daily briefing journal. And I've been keeping that journal for, I don't know, several years. Probably since 2009. And a lot of things that I write down, I have a habit of not going back and revisiting. But sometimes, you know, when I look back at the, you know, like a year later. You know how Facebook has those things where you'll look at your memories and stuff like that to see what you were saying last year? Yeah, when those pop back up on my timeline... Normally, that's when I take time and be like, okay, let me go back and uh, see what is in my journal of what God was saying to me during this time to make me post this, to make me post this. And let me actually see how I feel different now. A lot of times, even as pastors, I'm sure, a lot of times we don't realize how often we have to revisit some of the things that we taught in the infancy of our ministry and reteach them again. So that's, man, you just took me a lot of places, money. You took me a lot of places because even now I find myself doing that here on the radio show. A lot of times uh, when I don't have, you know, something to talk about, or we don't have a news or hot topics. I can go to my website and normally be pulling one of the prophetic messages or something that God told me then into now just to see, okay, well, God, are you still saying the same thing? How are you moving uh, concerning what you had already said then and all that? So I think it's oftentimes good for us to revisit and reflect on certain things to see how we can better grow. Um, listen, it's on Pastor Anthony and then Prophet Christian. Pastor Anthony, what is God saying for you this month? Sir? any goals or uh, any achievements that you want to knock off this month? Anthony at work too, I'm sure. All right, but I'm going to throw it over to Prophet Christian, last but not least. Prophet. Hey, what's going on? Call me. Yes, sir. I said, we're we doing final <laughs> remarks, basically. <laughs> and just saying, oh, okay. That God is telling you, right, anything that God is telling you for the month of March. Um, or if you have any goals that you have in mind, anything that you want to release for the month of March yourself. Oh, yes. The Lord is speaking loud and clear. Um, for me, my goal is to 
finish paying for this wedding in the month of March. Praise God. So if any of you <laughs> need to sew, uh, you know, <laughs> I have all of my giving ways in my in my bio. You can just sew and say, go ahead on and take care of your wedding, man of God. I appreciate you. Thank you. In advance, huh? Because the Lord is going to deal with your spirit, huh? All right. <laughs> 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 However, um, you know, God is doing a, 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 some amazing things. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, where God is shifting and where God is taking his people. Um, I honestly believe that this first quarter is really going to show us how we're going to manifest the rest of the year. Um, my sentiments are, uh, the Lord has been speaking. I woke up this morning and all I could hear the Lord say was quantum leap. And anytime you hear anything about a quantum and a leap, there's going to be a sudden shift. All right, I didn't come to prophesy today, but you asked me what was the Lord saying. And I just want to say that it's going to be some sudden things going on for the month of March and for the rest of this year. He's going to cause us to, to leap into the place that he's called us to. But we can't be caught with our work undone. All right. I'm going to leave it right there because I feel my shift in path. I don't want to shift right here. But we can't be caught with our work undone. And I'm telling y'all, God is really releasing some major doors. He's releasing some major contracts, opportunity, different things like that. So we have to prepare. And so he's not going to do it if you're sitting around just waiting and twirling your thumbs. He's going to do it for the people that has been moving and shaking and trusting all this time because a promise is still a promise. And last, I'm going to leave y'all with this. One, and uh, Visionary, are you still here? Okay, good. Thank you for blanking. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to leave y'all with this because the Lord says in uh, 2 Timothy, uh, the second chapter, and around the 13th verse, he says it like this. He says, even if you don't believe, I am full of faith and I'm going to do what I said because I cannot deny myself. All right. So what I'm saying, uh, visionary, is a promise is still a promise and he ain't forgot what he said. All right. All right, Lashina, he ain't forgot what he said. And because he spoke it, he can't deny himself. And so, Prophet O, I want you to understand, he spoke it and he can't deny himself, which means he cannot lie. So it has to come to pass. The very thing that he spoke over your life. Now, if you don't have a promise over your life, you need to seek God quickly. I mean, rapidly. I mean, take the whole rest of the day. <laughs> in his face and figure out what he's saying concerning your life. But for those of us that we are aware of the promise of God, he cannot deny himself because he spoke it. He's got to do it. And I'm looking for it. I don't know about nobody else, but I'm expecting it to happen. I'm look any day now. See, you done got me stirred up. And I told Come on you now. I did this. 
but I'm looking for it any day. Now, every day I wake up, God, is this the day the miracle going to show up? All right. On, Since you're going to call the month of miracles, is this the month? Is this the day? I got 31 days and I'm looking for the miracle. I don't know what it's going to get, but I'm prepared for that miracle to drop any day now. So that's what the Lord is doing. That's what God is saying. And I'm prepared for the poor because the poor is going to come and he's going to fill my cup until it overflow. Good God on record. And I'm going to close my mic right here because I got to tell him thank you. Wow. Man, you playing, you playing, you playing, you playing. Come on, keep pouring. Listen, I already know. I normally bless somebody on Tuesday, and I don't really tell who I just bless. I just normally just bless them. But, Christy, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and source the $20 to you, too. Lord have mercy. Y'all better make sure y'all cash up and y'all buy y'all when y'all come in here on Tuesday. Because I be looking. Miss Joni, down there in the listening lounge, see, I'm telling you, you better put your cash up and you buy your I tell you, I do this every Tuesday. We've been talking about giving already and everything. And then Christian want to come in here and confirm. Yeah, all right, all right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. That's why I stay blessed. Because this this is amazing, man. Don't stop pouring, man of God. Don't stop pouring. Keep going. Keep going. I'm waiting on the leap. I'm waiting on my miracle. Lord God. Yeah, my Z song. Good deal. Good deal. God, I thank you for everything that the earth is yielding to me in this month. I don't know about y'all, yes, but I love God. starting yes, my month off with a seed. I start my month off with a seed in time. You know so let me I'm help like, you yeah. one more second. I'm gonna give come you on, one more on. thing, and I'm come going on. out of here. Because when you understand God's calendar and you understand the Gregorian calendar is what we go by, but the uh -huh. Hebraic calendar is what God does and what he goes by. Uh -huh. And we are in the season of Adore, A-D-A-R, because God's calendar is ahead of us. Right. This is why everybody was doing the two, 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 two. Right. Everybody was excited about it. Right. Because right. we'll never see it again. Right. You understand. But here's the importance of it. The calendars aligned and it only happens every three years. <laughs> Glory to God. And so God's calendar is already in the leap. All right, visionary. I don't think they wow. that. God's calendar is already in the leap. We got to catch up. Our leap year is not until next year. Y'all ain't saying nothing to God. Come on. And so now here we are in Adore One. And what God does in his calendar, because of the alignment money, he created an additional month for you to get just what he promised. Y'all ain't saying oh nothing God. to God. So what do you say? That means now we are in Adore One and we have Adore Two. And a door means that you are in a pregnant condition. I just want to know, is there anybody oh pregnant God. on this line? <laughs> All right, I got to go. But God's about to do some amazing things. He's about to do some spectacular things. You better look for the unexpected because it's getting ready to pour and it's going to show up. And everybody is going to know. That this thing, because when I tell what God God told me this morning, He says this blessing is loud. Oh God, I got to tell y'all how He told me this morning. He said, "Visionary, you ain't gonna be able to keep this blessing quiet." Ooh. <laughs> I know you've been working behind the scenes, Monty, but when He bless you like He getting ready to bless you, everybody gonna know because this blessing is real loud. <laughs>
Good God, I reckon. Keith, you've been keeping it on the low. You ain't told nobody what you're working on. But God said, when I bless you this time, you ain't going to be able to keep it quiet because everybody going to know that it was me. All right. I love y'all, but I got to go. See, you, you, man, listen, I want my loud blessings. As loud as I am, I need my breakthrough to be loud. Lord God. Man, anybody else got final remarks before I close out? Because y'all know I get excited in atmospheres like this. Oh, I'm already over here moving my fingers on this keyboard, working my, I'm already not going to work out. But Kristen got me excited and got me in a uh, moment where I had to get up and start walking around. Because y'all know once they're to get heavy, I'll be ready to give and get, get ready to shout and dance. Like, my God, anybody else for final remarks? Nope, you can just do that. Yes, receive in Jesus' name. At that point, uh, right? At that point, look, Keith. What, what what they say at the old church? May the Lord watch. The Lord watch. Yes. <laughs> I ain't gonna take it out of context though. <laughs> but no, I am gonna throw it over my big brother Keith uh, to pray us out if he's available. Keith, you available? You still on the clock? Or you called off to use that PTO? I don't know if he preparing the others. I'm still hanging okay. on, but it's he ain't barely. Ain't preparing the others yet. All right. Right. I was gonna say he ain't preparing the others yet. Right. You said you were not hanging on, ain't it? I'm hanging on. It's it's not looking too good. <laughs> Give us the closing prayer, big bro. We gonna go ahead and let y'all go. <laughs> oh, it's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Prophet Christian, you available? Go ahead and give us the closing prayer. Father, we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We adore you for who you are. Oh, God, we thank you, God, for the miraculous that's being revealed. We thank you for your poor. We thank you for how you just setting us up. It was good for us all the time, hallelujah, that we had to go through what we had to go through for this big old setup that's about to pour in our lives. Father, we thank you for the miraculous. We thank you for all that you're getting ready to do. And we're expecting it. We're looking for it. Come on here, clock sister. I'm looking for a miracle. Hey, I expect the intangible. I was possible. Hey, oh, the sky is the limit to what we can hear. God, we thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, as we leave this place, cause us to be ready. Cause us to do what you called us to do. God, put a put a fire in us. God, we break the lazy spirit. Oh, oh God. Jesus. We break the procrastination. We break stubbornness in Jesus' name. Oh God, put us put a readiness in our belly. Oh God, head up behind the Oshaya. Let our tongue be like the ready writer. Glory to God. God, we thank you for vision. Hallelujah. We thank you for business plans. We thank you, God, for showing us the way, speaking to us, oh God. We thank you for receiving grant money and, and, and funds. And God, yes, we Lord. thank you for checks being written in our names, in our business names. Father, we thank you for resources. And we thank you, oh God, for what you're getting ready to pour in our life. Father, rain on your people, God. We say rain on your people, God. We say rain oh. on your people, God. Cause the latter and the former rain to rain in the same month. In the name of Jesus. Father, you said in Habakkuk, you actually, you said in Haggai, who is left among you? Because the glory of this house shall be greater than the former. Father, we thank you, oh God, that you're shaking up 
to give up what belongs to us. Give up our inheritance. Give up our harvest in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we count the work done in Jesus' name. My God. Amen. Woo. All right. Amen. Yes, God. My God. Oh God, my God, today, Lord, Jesus. thank you that you say, oh God, yes, Lord, God, you've been good. Hey, and Amanda, she, Jesus, thank you, God. Hey, thank you, thank you, hey, hey, God, I want to tell you, thank you, hey. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Father, be praised. Jesus. My God. My God. My God. I'm sorry. I was over here in worship. Jesus. I'm over here praying. I was over here praying. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and end us with a song Um, right before we go. I definitely want y'all to just continue to bask in the love of God, the anointing that's in this room, the grace that's in this room, because I definitely believe that this is going to be a powerful month as we end the first quarter. Like, we're going to end the first quarter in this month, and it's going to be a blessing. I believe by faith that great things are going to happen. I believe by faith that great things are going to happen even by this week, by the end of this week. Y'all know I'm not loose with my words all the time, you know what I'm saying? But when I say that God said, and I feel something in my spirit, you can put your last on it. And I believe that in this month, guess what? God is about to do something miraculous for us. So continue to receive that. I'm going to go to this quick song break, and then we're going to end with that.
You make me think you believe. Somebody's listening and crying. All I'm going to tell you is he's going to do just what he said.
Listen, I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Listen, if you didn't get your praise in right now, you got 10 more seconds left. That's it. Just 10. Just 10. Come on, five seconds. Five seconds. Five seconds. All right. I'm telling you, y'all better got y'all praise in. Listen, I love you guys. I am praying for you guys. I hope you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. You guys be blessed. This room is ending. Bye. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. He's in the wrong Lord Jesus. I, I'll do it.